This is the Outer Rim Job. Hey, welcome back to the Outer Rim Job. We're in uh, episode seven here. And on today's show, we are going into Lando's Lounge. And we're having Josiah Burkhardsmeyer, JJ's Juggernaut, back on your 2018 Gen Con champion, thanks to mostly me, but also the rest of the podcast. It's essentially the only reason he won was because of us. So we were there to cheer him on. We were there yeah. to cheer him on, and we, you know, made him run the list a little. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> and from there, we're going to go to Mama Mothma's glory hole because we finally have some new news out in Armada land, and it's uh, the Superstar Destroyers coming here. From there, we're going to go to How My Rib Tastes, and there we did, we're going to go over Gen Con, but we also did some local tourneys, and we're not going to get too deep into that, because that can get minutia and kind of fucking boring, honestly. So we're just going to give you guys some highlights from that. And then to end it all, we're going to do Current Hole, but not my bottom bitch, and we're going to talk more about what we did at Gen Con, which we did the Legion Tournament, and a new game system that we're all getting into is a Song of Ice and Fire, which is Game of Thrones, but like a tactical board game. We'll talk about it at the end. Before we get into all that, though, we talked about last episode about doing some like uh, alt art cards to give out. Um, they're almost ready. We've got the logo, which is tasteful yet refined. Yes. <laughs> so you're going to really enjoy that. And then um, we're, not, we're still not sure what the alt art card is going to be, but they're going to be something. But all you got to do to get them, we're not going to make you guys going to do some sort of dopey fucking contest or jump through any sort of hoops. All you do is just go to like us on our Facebook page and through there, message us your address and we'll send you the alt arts. That's simple. Uh, really no strings attached. Besides, there might be some dick pics in there. <laughs> I might slip in a couple of dick pics. Interdictor pics. Interdictor dick pics. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. What did you think I was talking about? Well, I'm just clarifying for our... Chicago friends who are a little too <laughs> <laughs> offended by our podcast. Get a little too butthurt every once in a while. No, no, no. I was totally talking about the interdictor, not my big, greasy, disgusting looking cock. Which right. is not what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not at all. Yeah. No, because you have chickens. Yeah. You, you, How, you have a big gross rooster. That's yeah, what you're talking about, right? How dare you? Just get your mind out of the gutter, Brian. This is a PG podcast. It's extremely. That's right. So anyway, yeah, go like us on our Facebook page, which is Matt. The Outer Rim Job, a Star Wars Armada podcast, or a J podcast, at gmail.com. Yeah. J well, wait, is that the Facebook, or is that the... Yeah, J not G. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah don't give them the email, because that's... Yeah, no, yeah. Just the Outer Rim Job. Yeah. Yeah, search us there. You'll find us, and then just do send a, the Outer Rim Job a direct message, and we'll send it out to you guys. If you just Google it, it's like the fourth one down on Google. Is it? Oh, we're that high? Well, so the top three are iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And then the fourth one is Facebook. Oh. So really it's all nice. us. We, we got, we like got nobody, the top four. We, we've cornered the market on <laughs> yes. the outer rim jobs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling really good about myself right and now. And if you search it on the forums, people have really good things to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of fans out there. So, All right, guys. Hey. That's what's going on today, and uh, let's go on to the next thing. We'll see you there. Oh, dear God. What the heck is a rim job? Oh, why, that's when you put your legs behind your head and have someone lick your ass. I can taste it. In my mouth is just so bittersweet. It's right. Hi, welcome into How My Rim Taste. And here we're going to go over all the stuff we've done recently. 
Uh, we're going to go in kind of a chronological order because we've done a lot of stuff since the last episode, even though it doesn't feel like we recorded that long ago. Has it even been a month? We did it right before Gen Con. Yeah, it was. I think it's been. It's I think it's been three weeks, maybe. So this is like the shortest amount of time I think we've gone between episodes. Probably. Because right before this last one was the longest amount of time we went between yes. episodes. Yes. So, yeah. so we're back on track. So we're back on some sort of track. Um, yeah, and we, we kind of did this one a little earlier than we normally do because we wanted to spew our thoughts on Gen Con before it got too stale. old in our memories and stale and stuff. So first we did an all-play turn. Well, the name of the store is All Play. And it's in Metro Detroit. And all of us were there besides Brian. Yeah. Brian was not there. But myself, Matt, and a bunch of other people were there. Um, we're not going to give you, like, all the major details on it. I'll just give you some highlights. Um, I'll go through mine first. I didn't win this one, but I was going to <laughs> until the guy played in the final round. Luke, who ended up winning, who's turned into a very good player. Uh, locally here in Metro Detroit. Yes. He, oh, yeah. I was running – I wanted to run Imperial that day, but so many Imperials showed up. I ran a Rebel list instead because I'm kind of a contrarian a little bit. Like I don't like to see a ton of one side show up. So I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll, I'll run a Rebel list. <clears throat> and it was a it was a Radis Profundity uh, type list with uh, a hammer a hammer cham spitting out of it. Uh, I was a little bitch, and I brought – uh, Shara Tycho is my fighter cover, and I didn't go full, full uh, just ship list like I said I'd done before. I would do before, and I didn't do it again. So um, I took the bare minimum. Anyway, um, I kind of cruised through. We did the fast four, where you play four rounds in a tournament, which is the way anybody should run anything ever again. Running three rounds is stupid. Um, and we got to the fourth round, and at the top table, it got to the point where. Um, he had my profundity was on fire, but if I survived this shot, which not even nine times out of ten, nine point nine times out of ten, I do. I end up tabling him, and that's it. And I get like a, I think I would get a nine two because he'd probably still take down the profundity with his rogue squadrons. Uh, that didn't happen because out of the side arc of an Architans with a concentrate fire on Nita TRC Architons, he naturally rolled, he naturally rolled seven damage. So he had three doubles on reds with no rerolls. Like this is a straight roll. And then this, the fourth die was a single hit, which he TRC'd into a double, which was exactly what he needed to blow up a profundity. I had like two shields on the front. So that meant I had like, I don't remember, whatever the numbers are. Yeah. That equal. So if any one of those red dice are not naturally a double, the profundity survives, and I destroy the Architons, and it's over. So that was like a god roll. I've never seen it anything like that before. And all kudos to Luke. I mean, he he rolled what you needed to roll. He's also a good player. <laughs> yes, he's also very good. I'm not. So, I'm not going to take anything away from. I him. mean, you guys were at the top table last round. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. And he was so it was a very interesting game. The, the main – what was that day? He was at that top table all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. So, yeah, I had to kind of creep myself up because I was like – I kept getting like eights and sevens or something like that. I wasn't like smoking anybody. Um, but 
it was funny because like if that doesn't happen, I table them and I I win fairly easily after that. But it was a very good game leading up to that point. It was very hard to get it to there. But um, it was interesting to see a god roll go against you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. But I you could roll dice all day long and never get like yeah. three double reds yeah. naturally with no re rolls. So, but I mean, congrats to Luke. I mean, that's not sour grapes by any means. It's more, I'm saying it now because it's like an interesting thing to talk about because you just don't normally ever see that ever, ever. ever. Yeah, it was, it was cool. So I ended up like third or something like that in tournament. I think I dropped me to third by losing that or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was an interesting tournament. Matt, how did you do in that one? I don't even remember. It, it feels like it's been, it feels like it's been like, Forever ago, and it wasn't and it was even only like two weeks, maybe three I know. weeks. Yeah, because we've done the he Matt went down to a, a tournament in Ohio, yeah. and we've done Gen Con since, so we've done it a just, ton. It feels like it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's been mean, a that minute. Was, that was three tournaments ago. I know <laughs> <laughs> two tournaments in a very long weekend ago. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, remember what you ran? We running the same thing you ran. At Gen I, Con? I, I was running the same thing all three times. I was running uh, my Sloan list, so I came up. I was running an ISD one with Sloan. Um, so an ISD one with boosted comms, expanded hangar base, flight controllers, leading shots, Avenger, and Brunson. Uh, I had a Glad one demo with APT engine techs, ordnance experts. Uh, one comms net Gazani, and then my fighter wing was Colonel Jenden, Merrick Steele, Saber Squadron, uh, Howl Runner, Mauler, and Valen, and four generic ties, which brought me up to 400 even. So I, I ran that all three tournaments Gen Con, All Play, and in uh, Toledo. And it did well in. Toledo and all play. Cause I think I did, I think it was that third or I was like, I was about, I was about fourth at all play and I was third in Toledo and then Gen Con we'll get into, but uh, yeah, there was, I had some good games. One of my opponents was an MC 80 off the board at all play. That's a nice gift. It was, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't want to eat my front shot from Avenger, which I can understand. But he hadn't really taken any damage, so he could have tanked that one shot. I don't think I would have. Who was this? It was Ed. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like he could have tanked the one shot. He only would have been in trouble if I had a double arc, which I probably wouldn't have. So you're saying he purposefully flew it off the board? No, not oh. He was he was swinging it wide, and his ass swung out. Oh, okay. He just yeah. All right, so he just didn't tried to. Well, he, he, he didn't. Bad. He didn't mean to. Yeah. Okay. No. Otherwise, that would have been a really close game. Um, I don't really have anything else to talk to. Well, I know in Ohio, Ohio you got you fun. got you got screwed out of first, kind of, didn't you? Okay, so going down to Ohio, um, do you want to finish talking about all play first, or I let's fucking just talk about both of them here because I didn't go to Ohio. Okay, so you talk um, about both, and then so Dane went, will talk about his all play. I went with Dane and one of our other local guys, and then actually Luke ended up joining us down there too. So there were, there were four locals down in Ohio and we were half the turn cause there were 10, 11 guys, right Dane? I think it was 11. Okay. And, and four of them were from Detroit area. So we were a good, almost half the tournament. It was great though. The, uh, the first round I ended up playing Luke. 
It's like, oh yeah, we drive an hour. He drives like two hours to play each other. <laughs> it's always great. And then we we uh, we trash each other. I end up with a six five or I, no, it was a seven four. I had a seven four that game. It was a really good game. I was it was the same Sloan list. Uh, second game, I went up against an ISD and a Vic, and we just kind of rushed at each other and whoever survived won. That was intense. Now in Ohio, didn't you guys try to sell them on running four rounds and they liked it, we but did. they chose they, not to do it? They liked it. the idea because they were already setting this and they, I guess they had planned for it and whatever. So it, it's fucking, yeah, it's, it's hardly any change you need to make. It's not, it's, but dang. if you want to add 45 minutes to your day, like they couldn't add 45 minutes a day. I guess not. No. Dane, did you go to Ohio? I did. Yep. Dane. D- uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in. Oh, I'm sorry. I was writing something. What, what did you say? Did you? <laughs> yeah, you went to Iowa with us. Yeah. Did you yeah, go to Iowa? Okay. Yeah, we were trying to sell it, and they would. I thought it was cool. They would try it in the future. They weren't going to do it for that one. Yeah, I kind of got the impression they were kind of humoring us, but hopefully they do try it because it is really a better way to do it. I mean, um. You know, I, I think they, you know, they, a lot of those guys had some like things to do later and they didn't want it to go any longer. And right. All right. Whatever. They had so some what guys you? that were pretty new who I think they were uncomfortable making them play that quickly, which I, which I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, so my last game was interesting. The guy ran, it was Akbar, three MC 30s, and he had, uh, I want to say it was like eight X Wings. Okay. Yeah, I like it was, that. It was it was interesting and was one of them bigs at least. No, or was it like just eight regular X? No, it was a weird list, and he yeah. like it was a yeah. bunch of X wings, but he didn't have like what was it? He like he didn't have anything to command them with. He just had a bunch of MC thirties. No. He had three MC MC thirties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and he uh, he got the bid. He went. He elected to go first. Uh, so we did my, uh, I think it was fighter ambush. No, not fighter. It was solar or superior positions. And, oh no, he gave me first and he, we did his solar Corona because there were no, to- we didn't score any tokens. We did his solar Corona. So I set up in a corner and it's like, all right, go ahead and you, you can see how I deploy and we'll go from there. He sets up opposite me to fly away. Just parallel to the board edge, conga line, just shooting away. It's like, honestly, if he doesn't want to fly through my fighter wing, that's not bad and just play for the six. And he was newer to the game. He'd done other wargaming. So it's like, uh, if he's not confident in his ability to fly those things yet. Sure. Sure. All right, I get it. And so he flew out. I managed to get the jump on his fighter ball, so with – American Saber, uh, which kind of forced him to turn in a little bit and engage. And then I ended up getting one of his, uh, one of the 30s. But it was just, he uh, he didn't want to engage though, so he just kind of flew away. And mm-hmm. So what'd you get in that game? So I ended up getting... Yeah, it ended up be like a 7 or an 8? I think it was, think it was a 7. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then what happened? Luke so, jumped you guys, right? So in the end, three of us were tied at 21 points. Luke going in around three had 12 points, ended up getting a 10-1, smoking some dude, jumping like half the people there. 
for 22 tournament points. What a fucker. And then it, it <laughs> shook out where I ended up getting third because of MOV. Because yeah. I was tied with somebody else. Yeah. So Luke sniped it. So Luke yeah. sniped it just out of nowhere. Yeah. Because we're all playing. It's like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, how'd you do? I don't I think I got a 10. It's like, okay, cool. But he was down at like table five. Yeah. And you're not expecting it to and reach. We're, yeah. We didn't expect him to just jump past everyone. But everyone was, I think that was probably the only like 10 for the day. And I don't think there were any nines. Wow. It was a bloodbath. Everyone was just slaughtering each other. Which it was fun, but neat. All right, so all right, Dane, you. So I uh, had a ran the same list in both the Ohio and the All Play tournament, as well as Gen Con. Um, it was uh, two, well, an MC seventy five and an MC eighty uh, with Akbar, and then they were like really loaded up, which may have been a mistake. I don't know, but. I had, you know, the one was 145 points and the MC80 was 194 points. Um, just, you know, like a little bitch, Shara and Tycho. Yeah. Uh, and then Torn Far comms net transport. I wish I had a second one, though. I can definitely say that. And we were talking about changing the list when we were at Gen Con and I didn't bring anything, so we couldn't. But uh, I think there may be some tweaks that this one needed. <laughs> but, um, at uh, at all play, it went it went you know okay. I think I ended up finishing like like fourth maybe. I don't remember exactly where it was. It was towards the top, but I didn't. I wasn't close to winning. Um, I know I played. I played Ed in the first round. Um, he had a bunch of fighters, and I was able to. He had them all kind of away from his MC80, and he was kind of running. He was coming straight at me, and I was running to the left, and he had all his fighters and kind of at the left on his side of the board and at long range with my MC 75, I killed his transport, which he thought was bullshit, but you know, I had quad battery turrets. So I was roll. I had six dice, you know, I could re-roll them if I wanted and I could get a free accuracy from home one. So like doing four damage with an accuracy with that, with that dice pool really isn't that unrealistic. Um, so I killed that, and then his fighters weren't really able to do anything since they weren't commanded for the rest of the game. So I killed most of them with AA, um, and then that kind of was the game. And I, you know, I should have had his MC80. It had like two hull left, and I was just a little too conservative. Um, then I played Chris, uh, who was a new guy, cool guy. Uh, he had almost the same list as me. Um, I had some ridiculous dice rolls in that game. I rolled 11 damage on six red dice, I think. Um, I think there was a re-roll, but still. Then I played Luke, who I just like cannot beat for some reason with this. <laughs> I, I played him so many times with this like weird rogues list he has, and like he did, he hasn't been like kicking my ass. Like I think every time it's been like a six five or a seven four, but it's always to him. I have not beaten that list, so he beat me. Um, and I think I played you, Matt, in the last round. And yes. I feel like it was super close, and one of us won a six-five. I don't remember who it was. Probably you, because you finished ahead of me. I think I did, so I think it was me. But I remember it was a super close game. It was a lot. I had all my games were really fun. And one thing I guess I kind of learned about this list is, even though I don't know that it's that good, because it was too difficult to keep both uh, both MCs alive. Um, but it was a really fun list. Every single game I played with it was a great time. 
Um, we went down to Ohio. I played that same ISD Vic list that Matt played uh, in the first round, and I, I think I beat him in a six-five. I made a stupid mistake and forgot to and didn't realize I could have rammed him with my MC80 and killed it, and I ended up taking a bunch of extra damage. And I think that could have been a big win had I not done that. Um, then I played Luke again, and he beat me in another like seven four or six. <laughs> um, and because of that, I ended up being the odd man out in round three, so I didn't play a round three game because I got the buy, which is embarrassing. Um, and I played the guy who was running the tournament, sort of with like a list he brought that he wasn't like in the tournament, but and he gave up in round two or one actually. Um, so that was the the Ohio tournament. It was a you know good store. Um, it looked like it was like an old like prison or something that was really small that was like just made of concrete and like it was awful on the outside but like they had really nice game tables that were like up a little higher oh, tables were fantastic yeah. they were really great and it was, was a really cool. but like when we were walking up it was sketchy <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean, I, I had all, you know, a lot of great games. I mean, we can talk about Gen Con as well. I mean, we'll we'll get into that here. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it for those two tournaments. You know, I didn't do real well, and I did okay in all play. I didn't do real well in Ohio, but that's okay. I had a good time. All right, and then we'll move on to Gen Con. So the four of us are down there. Uh, we were all there playing. Um, nobody's heard from you in a while, Brian. Tell us about Gen Con. All right, um, I will keep it sort of short and sweet because I kind of finished in the middle. Um, I didn't do too great. I didn't do horribly. Um, first round, I played a local guy, Jeff, which I feel like is my Gen Con curse. Every time I go, I just I play someone from around here. Last year, it was DZ. Oh, Jeff Bizak? Yeah. You played Bizak? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I beat him with a 6-5. He, uh, I took the list I took was like my world's list. So it was a uh, Kuat, um, Quasar, mm -hmm. Defenders. So uh, he he had like a huge bid. Um, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about like sub twenty point bids, um, and I didn't really see many of those at Worlds. I saw a lot of them at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, so most of the games I was going uh, second. Um, the first game was one of them. So he picked my advanced gunnery, um, which for me, I felt pretty confident about it, knowing that he would have to double arc himself to make it effective. Um, I think it would have been a bigger win. Basically, there was, I think it was around turn three. Um, he had like an ISD, or a ISD demo JJ list. He snuck his ISD like right in between this cluster of ships and ended up getting the arc that he needed to use advanced gunnery next round. And as soon as he put the ship down, he, he starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is, like, beautiful. And he's like, yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still snuck away with a 6-5 there. Um, and 
Jeff, I just want to say, like, he's he's a good player. Um, he's also big in X-Wing. He's, like, part of that Rook squad, which, you know, it's – I know a bunch of those guys were play testers and stuff. Um, they finished pretty high in most tournaments. So, like, he's a, he's a good player. He's also the guy that does uh, – if you've seen those light up LED he is Armada the ships, guy who does the LED ships. Yeah, um, <laughs> we'll we'll throw a shout out to him later because I'm not sure off the top of my head what his his you know contact info is. Yeah, he's got I mean, an Etsy store, yeah. which we should throw. We'll, we'll throw a, a link up on the on the Facebook page at some point. Yeah, the stuff he does is it's awesome. awesome. It's like the ISDs have all these little tiny dots on the edges where all the, all the lights come out. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's he's a good dude. Um, I it probably would have been a bigger win if it weren't for that because I'm pretty sure he got we traded ISDs and then I just snuck out on top. Um, and then second round I played the guy who came first in Swiss rounds, Dong. Dong, yeah, yeah I played Dong. He uh, he tabled me ten <laughs> one, and then third round I tabled a guy ten one. Um, he had, what did he have? He had like a demo, a Kuat, and a Vic Two. He was the guy say. wearing a crazy suit, right? Yeah, he had like a suit made up of all the droids, but they, <laughs> but it was like clip art. Okay. Oh, yeah. Weird. I don't know. It's his thing. I'm not gonna comment on it. <laughs> I just no. That's how I remember yeah, it. Was yeah. he, the guy that had a suit. I didn't really get it. I just feel like it's got to be uncomfortable, but it, it makes you happy. Whatever. <laughs> right. um, Wearing a suit all day. Yeah. He he had no squads, so he was. It was a pretty easy tabling. I think I beat him in a half hour because nice. it was like right before the lunch break. So I had a huge break before our last round. Nice. Um, yeah, we were actually. You guys. It seemed like we were like finishing round one, and you guys were packing up. Yeah. It, it was a quick game. Um, and I, I think the big thing there was just with defenders, he had literally no squads and three ships. So even though I don't even remember if I went first or second because it, it didn't really matter. It happened so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then round four, I played sort of a mirror list, but instead of defenders, he had like a Sloan Aces list. I forget the guy's name. I know he's out of Texas. He was he was a real cool dude. It was a fun, fun game. Um, good guy to play against. He had this aces list that just totally devoured all of my defenders like round two. Um, and he played it perfectly where like he had Mauler. So he'd send out people to like get everything down to one health as best he could. And then send Mauler in and just wipe everything clean. He played it how you're supposed to play it like to a T. Um, and then after that, he came out on top. I think, I think it was a seven four. Um, but yeah, I, I finished right around the middle. I think I was still top sixteen, so like top half. I think I think I was fifteen. I think I was like dead middle. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I didn't do great. I didn't do bad. I had fun. That's my Gen Con report. <laughs> the end. All right, Dane, do yours now. All right. Um, so uh, I used the same list that I used the other two tournaments um, and, and kind of ran into the same sort of thing. My first game, I played against a guy. I think his name was Daniel. Um, he had sort of like an Imperial MSU. Um, he had, I think he had, just, it was at least one 
it was at least two gladiators, and only one of them obviously was Demo, um, which I thought was a little interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you always go double Demo. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Yeah. But I mean, you very rarely see a second one, is more I what I was dude, getting at. The first Ohio regionals we went to, and he had like a bunch of gladiators. Okay. He had like three or four. Um, and that was the one where I, I got sick. So <laughs> I don't want to eat anything. Yeah, that was, that was a bad one shoes. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I mean, you can use them for sure. It's just not something you see. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, you know, they're still very good. It's just, you know, you, you don't see them very often. Um, and I, I forgot Lando in early warning system on my MC80 the entire game. And it totally cost me the game. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. ended up killing it with fighters that only could hit the one side that I was expecting him to hit. If I would have just used early warning system, they all would have done zero damage. Or maybe he could have even rolled the attacks. Um, and I would have won because I would have had 200 more points. Instead of losing by like 60, I would have won by like 130 or something. Um, Typically how it goes, if you have more points, you win. Right. <laughs> Oopsie poops. Not like Phil Sin. Um, and then the second round, I played Jeff Bizak. Um, and it was a fun game. I don't really remember how it went. I think I won a 6-5 maybe. I won a lot. Of, my, all my games were close again. Um, I, I cannot remember who I played in the third round at all. I'm just drawing a total blank. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was a close game too. All my games were close. Might have been when the cookie kicked in, too. You know, because it, it was the same thing that happened in my other games. You know, I did a lot of damage, lost one of my my ships, and took, you know, took a lot with me and didn't – so I had a bunch of 6.5s and 7.4s. Um, and I think I ended up, like, like, 19th or something. You and Brian were pretty close together. Yeah. Oh, me, Brian, I think Bill was real, real close to us, too. Um. Yeah, I think I was like one behind Brian or something. I don't remember, but it, it, I was right in the middle, and it was fine. I was a little disappointed with how I finished, but I got to remember my upgrades. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is that it, Dane? Or yeah. 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 I. I. I, I yeah. I, I don't remember who I played in the third and fourth rounds. I, I like just totally the fourth round. I remember the guy I played. He was a cool guy. Really good game. <laughs> All my games were a ton of fun, again. I really like playing with this list. It's just I don't think it's that competitive. This is really good. You guys are all welcome on this in-depth analysis. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody paid a lot of attention to their games. They're giving you a lot of good info right now. You, you're welcome, listeners. I just pulled up the, uh, the rankings. Uh -huh. um, I did worse than I thought. I was 20th. Dane was 19th. Uh, Bill was 16th. Spoiler alert. Okay. I was <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I don't see you. On the I, was, first page. I was, I was, I wasn't on the first page. That was like middle of this. I was, I think it was like twenty six out of thirty four. Anyway, Matt, you go next. So uh, <laughs> there's a pretty good reason why I was twenty six, and we'll, we'll get into that right now. Uh, so my, round one, I played JJ. <laughs> so, uh, so we look at the pair. I just, uh, I just look at my table. I sit down and. He, he starts walking over. Like, hey, how's it going? Because we had played uh, Game of Thrones the night before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, how's it going? He's like, 
he sits down like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my one thought was like, at least it's not going to get any worse because he's probably going to be the best guy I play all day. He's going to trash me and I'll be down and I'll club at ABC hopefully and be respectable. So I had the same Sloan list. He was flying Radis with uh, Profundity, Admo. He had uh, Hammerhead. Let's see. Radis was on a CR90. And then he had two GR75s. One was, a com one was a comms net and one was a slicer. He was squadless, if you hadn't heard by now. <laughs> um, he had a little bit of a bid, so he chose my most wanted. Uh, I really thought it was interesting because he profundity to Hammerhead and then Raddest Admo, so he left his 75 on the board. Mm. So I made that my the, the most wanted ship, and I made my Gazani uh, his. So he sets up he sets up kind of in the middle. I set up away from his slicer team or slicer tools. We kind of slowly go in. Turn one, turn two, I jump with my fighters. And this is where I made, I felt my, my biggest mistake. I went after his comms net, not his slicer tools. Okay. Because they were both in, they were both in range. <clears throat> yeah. I was going for his comms net because I wanted to engage, they'd be in position to hit his 75 next turn. I didn't realize how fast his comms net was going and that it would be able to get within, or his slicer tools, that it'd be able to get in range to slice my ISD. Ah. So that ended up hitting me hard. So I took down the comms nut, which was nice, and I managed to get rid of the brace on his 75 with the rest of my fighter activations, which was nice. It ended up paying off, but then he was able to come in and slice me into, I think he gave me an engineering command, taking away my fighter command. And then round three, he dropped. He dropped Admo and... The hammerhead it was interesting too because i i originally i had my fighters kind of out in front of a 75 to try and force a less than ideal drop so you'd have to drop it like to the side instead of right and right in the kill box i almost thought he was going to profundity first and then drop admiral off of it because you can do it in either order right he ended up putting admiral on like towards the outside of the board and the hammerhead kind of on in the inside and then things started to blow up. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Yeah. So how did that end, though? So it ended up – okay, so what happened – Because you took a 75 down, right? I took a 75 down, but he managed to get Demo and Avenger, which with the new rules, tabled me. So an important – we found this out. Playing an objective, playing most wanted, if your Gazani is the objective ship – and it is not destroyed outright, but tabled because there's no other real ships on the board, you don't get the most wanted points for it. Huh. The only way you get most wanted points is you have to actually shoot it and blow it up yourself during the actual game. So tabling doesn't count as being destroyed the way the tournament rules are written. Interesting. I feel like it was in my first game, it was ruled the other way, where I got the points, even though I tabled the guy. Because we were we were talking about it, and we, as we were scoring it up, we called Ian the judge over, which he ran a great tournament. He was he's a great guy. It was my first time meeting him. I know you guys had met him before. Yeah, Ian's a good dude. Yeah, 
Ian Cross, he does all the major tournaments for FFG, essentially. And uh, he does a very good job. He's a good yeah. yeah, so he came over and he was like, this is how this is how I, th I think it is. And then he came back after we turned in our sheets. He's like, actually, it's this way. You don't get the points because you didn't actually blow it up. So it ended up knocking him down to a – so it ended up being a 7-4 to JJ. Hey, and, and yeah, you play so JJ and you got away with a 7-4. I got away with a 7-4. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. I felt that was my best game of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, because here, because Good Lord. Well, we go so we go to round two. I ended up getting paired up with uh, Sean. Uh, so Sunberg. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my first two opponents for the day were top four out of Swiss. Yeah, that's a tough day. <laughs> it, was, it was a little rough. Um, so uh, we get the pairings. I go over. I shake his hand. Hi, I'm Matt. Hi, I'm Sean. And then I immediately forgot to play how how to play Armada. <laughs> this is the only thing I came up with with how that game went. It was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, he so he had, he had an Akbar token fucker. Was had, it was it disgusting good looks? Like he was just too good looking a dude. You know, oh, it was just got lost in his dreamy eyes. Every, what I don't know. I don't even know. Just I sat down and I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> how do I game? Yeah. So he had an MC80 with Akbar. He had Jana's light. He had a TRC90. He had a comms net with Hondo and a comms net with Leia. Two VCXs, a Hawk, and a YT-1300. He had like a six-point bid or so. He bid to go second. Uh, so I chose his uh, fire lanes. That yeah, was my yeah, first mistake. Yeah. He was fire lanes. Yeah. Especially when I don't have any strategic either. Yeah. Yeah, if you, if you have it, you choose fire lanes. Yeah, so that was my first mistake. He sets up kind of in the middle of the board, pointing out. I set up opposite him, more or less. And then speed one, I set, I turn my ISD into a – he goes speed three, so I get right up in his face. That's not good when you have uh, three Akbar ships shooting at you. Nope. Nope, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, it died in turn two. It wasn't pretty. Jesus, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then he kind of—it's kind of funny because after that game, he came up to me and he like apologized to me for beating you so badly. <laughs> he, felt, he felt bad, I think, a little bit. The only thing I did right that is when I activated my ISD before it died. Is my squadrons killed his hawk first? That was the only correct decision I made that entire game. Good job, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he went in, uh, my squadrons kind of mopped up his squadron, but he ended up scoring, I think when we, he chased Demo around the board, ended up getting him, so I was tabled, plus all the fire lanes tokens, I think he ended up with like 600 victory points, 600 points against my like 100, it was, uh, it was more than a little gross. On the plus side, our game ended up getting done in like an hour, maybe. So that's good. So I had a nice like four hour lunch break. So I went around and I walked around the demo, the exhibitor hall. And it was great. I walked by the uh, FFG booth and they had, the, they had the SSD right at eye level. There were so many people just stopping and looking at that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Looks so good. All right, so your third game. So my third game, we get back from lunch. I was playing against a dude named John. He was running two MC80s. One was Akbar with, let's see, Lando, a bunch of defensive stuff. The other one was uh, Defiance, and then he had two Comsnets. So he chose my uh, fighter ambush. He set up in the corner, kind of in the corner, 
angling out. I set up almost halfway, facing in. We started going in. He had engine techs on both of his, so he was just spamming nav commands for the Speed 3 MC-80s, which it had been a while since I played against those. They're fun. It moved, they, like, they, they can move. Yeah. A lot more than like a large ship than you expect it to. Yeah, absolutely. I jumped my fighters in. I took down one of his transports. With the objective, his 20-point transport turned into like a 50 or 60-point transport. So he ended up flying he, he ended up flying his other one deliberately off the board. Okay. To keep me from school because it was about to fly into my fighter ball. Okay. And he didn't want to give me token points for it. Okay, I can see so, that. Yeah. Yeah. Smart, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. yeah. Um it ended up he ended up winning that a six five because he managed to get my demo. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He made, I uh, I forgot I could engine tech with my demo. Good and job. It, yeah, it left it in long range of his defiance. <laughs> so you and Dane both had some hard lessons of don't forget your <laughs> Don't forget your what you're, you yeah. put on your fucking ship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine was less bad than, uh, I guess, Dane's, but it, I mean, so it wasn't great. You paid for the points. You spent them. <laughs> yeah. Engine tech is not cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 that's it's true. a hard one to forget too. This like, is round yeah. three. You just remembered you had a <laughs> Jesus Christ! I didn't forget my engine tax on my MC80. <laughs> yeah, you just forgot Lando, though. Yeah, I forgot true. Lando and it's EWS. It's all the same. Yeah. 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 So I lost. I lost a six-five there, and then round four, I played a dude Nick. He had an ISD with Thrawn, a Vic two, and Arkitans, and five generic ties. That's a weird list. Uh-huh. He, what was he trying to do? So he... You know what? I yeah. think I played that guy. He was trying to use... He was almost trying to use the Vic as a smaller... As a cheap ISD. I want to know what was he using. He had, he had decaps. He was using Thrawn for all his squad commands. Granted, he was... He was... This, he was an X-Wing guy. Yeah. Who kind of also plays Armada. Okay. Because, like, you said he had five ties. He had five generic ties. So if you use Thrawn for that, that's kind of a waste. I, I, I don't I don't want to nitpick this guy who's not here. but Right. Yeah. My ears just perked up at that. Yeah, it like, was, why would you do that? Yeah. Then that's not the guy I played. The guy I played had a bunch of fighters when he did that. No. Yeah, he had uh, – it was interesting. We, uh, we set up opposite corners, kind of went towards each other. Um, the one, the one, one interesting point I wanted to bring up with this game, so we were – Ended up, his ISD was close range to mine. I had him double arc, so I shot first. Only my side shot. I had five damage. He didn't have any redirects left. I had managed to burn those off with my fighters. So he had his brace and his contain. He knows my front shot's coming. So he's in the he's in the position, do I want to brace this and not be able to brace the front shot? Or do I eat this one and then brace the front? As it's as it stood. He had two shields on the front, and he had a couple cards on him. And it was just—it was just one of those things. I we, we he sat there. He just kind of stared. He's like, "Do I brace this or not?" Because I know that's coming, and I know you're going to Avenger the front shot. Right. He's like, "So I, do I do I do I do I do it now and try and mitigate it, or do I save it for the big one?" And I, we might have talked about this before, but I almost feel you need to save it for the big one. Yeah, well, if, if, if you have ECMs, you save it for the big one. Yeah. I think that's the big difference. If you don't, then I don't. I don't know that you do. 
So anyway, so and then and anyway, I ended up he braced that one, and then my front shot just annihilated him. Right, the star destroyer. So he had his he had his Vic left, but it couldn't do anything against my ISD. It was it was a really it was a really good game though, because he only he ended up getting my it came down to my ISD having to survive because he had, he managed to get demo. So what was the score at the end of that one? So that ended up being a nine two to me. Okay, nice. All right, but it could have easily been a nine-two to him. <laughs> it's a good way to end this day, though. Yeah, it was it was a great game, and yeah, it was it was a really great day at Armada. I felt, aside from my second game. Yeah, I'm, I feel the same way. Even though I didn't do spectacular, like I, had a, it was a good time. I'm glad I went. There were good opponents. Everyone yeah. was yeah. real fun. Yeah, I had the exact same experience. Yeah. All right, so did you? <laughs> <laughs> right. You still have to go, right? Yeah, I still gotta go. Daddy will go now. <laughs> All right, so um, what I brought to Gen Con was the same thing I won. The uh, My mission was to try to do well with Imperials. Obviously, I didn't do that great. It was 16th, but it was a lot closer than it sounds. I'll explain it as we go here. So I had the Imperialist that I ran at that I won the Gatekeepers Store Championship Tournament with. It's just a glad one with APTs, Ordnance Experts, Captain Brunson, Demolisher, and George Rod. Uh, two Gazantes, both with Slicer Tools. One's the asshole Gazanti that's the minister to a Slicer Tools ECM. The other one had Hondo. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and then um, I had a Kuat ISD. We had ECM, Leading Shots, Strategic Advisor, ACM, Avenger, and Boarding Troopers. And then I had the Vader Raider. Uh, it's just the Raider one with the Vader and uh, external racks. And Valen and Sienna was my fighter cover. My objectives are most wanted, hyperspace assault, and navigational hazards. And I think I've explained those, like the thought process and all that and stuff, a couple episodes ago. So that's what I brought. Uh, my game, my first game was interesting. It, it gave me a view of what Armada would look like if it was played in an Amish community. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, and I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the guy, but it was just like an interesting like analogy to make when you don't play outside of your own community and it's very small. Uh, the, uh, the guy's name was Alex Bowling. He was out of Oregon. And apparently him and like a couple buddies came out. Like they must have gotten – he hadn't been playing for a long time, for a very long time. I mean, January of this year maybe or something like that. And apparently him and his buddies got just balls deep in Armada. They just fucking loved it apparently. So they flew out and they came specifically to play Armada at Gen Con, nice. which is fucking cool, you know? So we're talking and stuff. Good thing they got in too, because it sold out day one. I know, yeah, they they were right on the button, I guess. So he was flying some sort. It was like a Radis list with uh, rapid launch bays on like two of the transports, and a transport was inside of like an MC seventy five, and they were both filled with B wings or something like that. Oh man! So <laughs> it was like, um, no, no, no. So okay, so. The MC-75 itself had rapid launch bays with B-Wings in it. And then inside of the Profundity MC-75 had a transport with rapid launch bays with B-Wings inside of it. So it was like a huge nesting, Russian nesting doll that spit out a bunch of fighters <laughs> or something. And he had a... Fuck, another big ship, and I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so in his list, he had advanced gunnery because I chose to go first. And he wanted to put the advanced gunnery on his – it must have been an MC-80 Liberty type. It was an MC-80 Liberty type. 
because he wanted to put the advanced gunnery on the ship that had gunnery teams on it. Oh. He didn't know. He didn't know you can't do that. And I almost forgot you can't do that. I actually knew you couldn't like do that, but I couldn't remember why or what the FAQ said because it had been so long since it, since it had happened, and you don't see it anymore. So I actually had to call Ian over. I'm like. I'm pretty sure he can't put it on there, but I can't remember why. So he had to like explain it to to uh like you can put it on there, but it defeats the purpose. It loses all of the abilities of advanced gunnery or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. No, the reason it is is because the gunnery card says you cannot target the same ship twice. So the upgrade overrides the objective. Well, the word cannot always upgrade overrides everything. Right. I knew it was something, and I just couldn't remember because nobody does it anymore. It's, like I said, it was almost like a somebody plays like an Amish community shut off from the world. They've been playing this way. <laughs> so the reason I say that, too, is because when we start playing, and in round two, he's like, okay, I go first now. And I'm like, Wait, what do you mean you go first now? The way they've been playing and then the way they thought you play is that you're, the first player changes every round. So yeah. like in, like in, um, like, like in Legion – where the blue player changes or whatever. Where the blue player changes, but not necessarily the person that goes first, but like in the new game we played uh, Song of Ice and Fire, where first yeah. player changes every round. He Rune thought Wars that's how it was. Is Rune Wars like that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Is it? So he uh, thought Rune it changed all basically. Well, yeah, but it doesn't matter in Rune Wars, really. Um, I think where he's getting that is in the directions for Armada. If you're playing a death match with no objectives, that's what you're supposed to do. In the intro game, right? Like the, the 150 point? No, I think the intro game, the Rebels go first every round. Is it? I don't know. I know that like the starter set one is really weird. Yeah. And again, I don't mean this as a slight towards Alex. I just found it so – like that was the best analogy I could make. Like they've been playing with their own rules in this small community. Because you told me it was like from some, some small town in Oregon I've never heard of. Um and I'm pretty well traveled, and I've been to Oregon a few times. I've never heard of this town; like it's just somewhere I don't know. And it was kind of interesting that like him and his buddies have been playing this way this whole time, and they come to Gen Con, which is North American Nationals, to like learn these these lessons, these hard lessons. It was very interesting. I'm like, no, man, that's not. Um, no, it doesn't change. I'm first player the rest of the game, and you, he's like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the game. So, I'm like, good for you to learn it now. I guess you got three more games to go. You know, yeah. So yeah. the interesting part about that game is I ended up tabling Alex, but um, I got it. It was just an interesting move that I got the Vader Raider up, and I sliced off his rapid launch bay, so the B wings died inside the MC75, and then I blew it up. All that stuff. So it was a ten-one to me. We our game was over quick. Like it was. It didn't last an hour. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, I think he learned a lot of lessons because I, I know I talked to him later and I know he won a game after that at least. So he rebounded. Um, but it was just really – It's always good when you can help a baby seal in a tournament. And yeah. And, like, they can take your your teachings <laughs> yeah. and apply them immediately yeah. and immediately become better. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's always better. Yeah, especially if you know, like, if I'm first player, I'm first player of the whole game. Yeah. Not just every, <laughs> every other round. I have a funny interjection for your next round. Yeah? Yeah. So I'll let you go, and then I'll, I'll just say what I got to say. Okay. <laughs> so the next round, so that, that catapult. Well, hold on. Before you move on. Yeah. Um, uh, that could be an interesting concept, though, the uh, the yeah, profundity, profundity radish, radish with 
all the B-Wings. B-wing. We drop out a lot of B-Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it could do some serious damage. It's just something to think about. Because, I mean, yeah, you I drop out what? Like, I feel like people theorize that in the beginning when it first came out, but you don't really ever see it. I was doing that a little bit with the Home 1. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you you did kind of do it in the beginning. Yeah, with the Home 1, though. Not that yeah, not, not a 75. Well, he didn't go the one step further with the you know additional thing with rapid launch base. Also, yeah, he, he did go one step. Yeah, I kind of want to try that now. So in my second game, I played that was I was at top table and I played Cliff from Chicago, and I don't remember Cliff's last name. So I played him last year. Yeah, and he was newer then, and I beat him pretty hard. But it was one of those games where I was kind of explaining things as we went. So. It's just funny, like to me, to see him last year as like a newer player to this year. He was at the top table for up until round three, I think. Yeah, he did well. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's all I wanted to say was like I kind of had that moment too of like sort of teaching someone a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. And then to see him back at Gen Con next year, like killing it yeah. a little bit, that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. So I played Clip, and he had Thrawn bombers. He had an ISD2, a demo, a couple of Gazantis with strategic advisor. And I want to say it was like four bombers with Jendon, Merrick, and a single jump master or something along those lines. I don't remember exactly. I chose to go first. I made a lot of mistakes in the game. I mean, I ended up getting tabled in the end because I, I started feeding it, but. I was trying to like take down an ISD and I just, I fucked up my activations. It would have gone a lot better my way if I would have activated an ISD instead of, of the Raider later in the game. I chose planetary ion cannons. I flew straight into them thinking I could tank it. And for the most part I did, I just fucked up how I, I did it. Like there's a lot of minutia in that game and it, that game took a very long time. It just, it was very slow. Yeah, that was real. <laughs> It was brutally slow, so. Uh, but I mean, you know, congratulations to Cliff. He did. He did. He did what he needed to do. He did well uh, enough, and uh, he beat me. So I mean, that was it. There's really not a whole lot to say about that game because there was nothing really remarkable about it. It just was like a really long grind, and I made mistakes, and that's really all there is to it. And then in the third game, so I lost that at two nine, uh, and then game three, I played Jeremy Goudreau. I think I'm saying his last name right. He's a Richmond Nova area guy. Uh, really good dude. We had a fun game. Like I enjoyed our game. It was it was it was a really good time. We were bullshitting the the whole fucking time. Um, I think he would fit in well here in Metro Detroit. Like he just seemed like one of those dudes. Um, he was flying some sort of Sloan Aces, and he painted his ships up to look like Borg or something. So was he the taller, like? He, he was taller. He had, like, glasses. Yeah. Okay. I think I know who you're talking about. I, I met him at Worlds. He's, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So he – um, so we played that game, and, like, in the beginning, like, he's, he's like, telling me I'm going to whoop his ass. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I enjoy beating you before we actually play, but all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we played it out. It didn't even, like – it was a good game. Like, it had some close parts where – um. I moved up my ISD and I tried to JJ around his front arc and dodge the front arc of his. We played his most wanted. I, I went first again. We played his most wanted. 
Nope, sorry. I went second because he had a large bid. We played his most wanted. Nope. I'm saying everything wrong. I was second player. We played my most wanted. I made his ISD the most wanted ship. I made my Gazanti my most wanted ship. He went first. He had a large bid to go first. Um, and then in the game, I still had him activated. I had like one extra activation on him because I had six activations. Uh, we started a round where I was in the front arc of his ISD. I JJ'd around the side, and I thought I got out of the front, but I didn't. And then he had a double arc on my ass. But I still had, like, plenty of shields and a lot of hull left. I hadn't taken too many shots yet. So I then made him make a hard decision. I moved my demo up into his front arc. So he had to choose whether he was going to just shoot out his front arc at a demo or use his double arc on the ISD to possibly take it down. In the end, he decided to go after demo. But I stayed near an obstacle. I think I was near a, a station. And the combination of Brunson and him not rolling well, I didn't even take a hull damage with the ISD or demo at close range of his ISD one. Wow. I think he was an ISD one, yeah. Wow. So I was able to mitigate that because he, he also didn't get any accuracy. So I was still able to like brace and redirect and Brunson away stuff. So I ended up taking down his ISD and he might have taken out demo or my isd or something I, I don't recall exactly but i won that one in eight three so from there i went to and take in game four i ended up playing nathan coda the guy that won worlds oh yeah, yeah. the guy that won worlds last year this year not sorry not last year this year yeah he just won he, yeah he ran a riken swarm so it's riken i think he only plays riken i don't I don't know if the guy plays anything else besides Riken. Yeah, I played him at World two years ago, and it was Riken then, too. He's one of the Chicago guys, right? He lives in Chicago now, but I think he's I think he's from, like, Minnesota. I think he's from Minneapolis, or he grew up around there, maybe. Or he was from there originally, and then he he lives in Chicago now and plays all those other Chicago turns. He was so, from – I was talking – I guess he was from over from, like, Richmond area because he started playing with, like, Sean. Oh, he was guys. originally from there. I didn't know Well. That. When he started playing, he was from he was around there, and he started playing with those guys. Okay, okay, all right. Because we were talking a little bit after destroyed me, and okay, we were, we were yeah. <laughs> all right then. So yeah, I didn't know that. All right, but Nathan, he was a good guy. He was actually he wasn't a shit. He was actually a good dude to play. He was, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so we're playing through our game, and it, it was like an eight activation swarm. It was ridiculous. He had no squads. Um, he had a Pelta with intensified firepower. It also had engine techs on it, which became an interesting late game. So the way we set up, I just kind of spread myself out. I went first and chose his. So this is the thing. I do not remember what objective we played. I was thinking about it earlier today. I have no memory of what objective we played. <laughs> I don't think it must not have mattered towards the game in any way. I think you played in, um, maybe navigational hazards. <laughs> No, it was not. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was, um, but that's not navigational hazards. It's, it was um, dangerous territory. Dangerous territory. That's the one. That's the one. That's right. Because we split it like at the end of round two. I grabbed my three, he grabbed his three, and it made no difference in the end of the game. Wait, which is a, how a lot of those go with um, dangerous territory. Yeah. Yeah. So I had spread my fleet out, and he had made a mistake early where he. He had one slicer tool GR75, and the other one was 
I'd probably make it. I think it was just activation padding. And he ended up landing close range to my Raider Vader. So my first activation that next round, which nothing else was really in trouble, I slice. I got rid of his slicer tools, which fucked him up the rest of the game, I could tell, because he was planning on using that later for other things. Nice. So that was like a boon to me early. But the whole game, he just kept taking long-range pot shots at my ISD and like never like letting off. Like He just kept plinking away, plinking away. And very early on, I was doing engineering commands because I kind of figured that how it was, how it was going to go. Because I ended up taking down a, a, a torpedo. He had a hammerhead in there along with this swarm. I ended up taking that down early. And so as we're maneuvering around, he keeps plinking away at the ISD as I keep regenning shields on it. And it ended up coming in later game. So I swing around him and I'm JJing. So I'm like constantly juking away from the rest of his fleet. He had an MC-30 that was like a main part of his fleet that I totally avoided most of the game. It, it got a couple like long range shots off because it also had it like he had no reroll abilities on like anything. Everything was based he off had, of like H9s or something. No, nothing. I thought he had TRCs on one of them, didn't he? No, I don't oh, think wow. so. It all was based around this Pelta giving out um, intensified firepower commands. And just he, it, so that's the thing. He rolled well most of the game with all his long range shots and you know, whatever, like he rolled well and intensified firepower always added the extra one on. Yeah. So we got to a point in the game where I was winning and I was definitely going to win this thing um, where I had moved the ISD around and then he had brought in his Pelta while it was on fire. Cause I hit it in the rear with the demo and it was, it had a crit on it. Like it was, it wasn't going to last another round, but he doesn't care cause he's Riken. So he, hit me, ran me, engine teched up, ran me again, leaving himself on like two hull maybe, but that's, it left me on one hull. But the way he left the Pelta blocked any shots the rest of his fleet could have on my rear or side. So I then, after some drinks I'd had earlier in the day started kicking in <laughs> and whatnot, I, um, and this is the whatnot. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I fucked up, and I ended up taking Demo in to kill the Pelta by the end of that round before the round was over, but I didn't need to because when I activated first the next round with the ISD, it would have destroyed that Pelta and had the engineering command to put shields on, and I was going speed three the other way. He might have gotten a CR-90 around to shoot at it, but I would have had two shields on the rear. Like The chances of me losing that ISD were low after that. Well, yeah. I wasn't thinking. So I moved the ice or the demo in, destroyed the Pelta, which then opened it up. So his one red die out of the rear of the MC30 could then shoot the ISD, which he then turns to intensify firepower, which is one damage, which is all he needed to destroy the ISD. So a seven four that was going my way up until and Dane was sitting there watching me play this. this yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I did it, like Dane could realize like. In any other state, I would have never done that. <laughs> but I wasn't of my right mind, and I made a huge mistake, which I normally would not have done. Just like Job. Yeah, just like just like Job. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of me getting the 7-4, he got, he got the 7-4, which put him up. So actually, I didn't realize this till after the tournament. He got fifth place. He actually shouldn't have got... 
he should have only got sixth or seventh, and I should have moved up a couple from 16 to like 13 or 14, I think. Because when I looked at the score, they scored us a 9-2. Him a 9 and me a 2. And it was, certainly was not that. It was a 7-4, 100%. So somebody screwed up when they input the numbers. Yeah. And I didn't catch it at the time because I didn't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, well, well, I lost that game. Whatever. I don't care. And I didn't check the score. And I'm assuming Nathan didn't either because he won. Why would he check it, I guess? Yeah. So, I mean, what am I going to do? Contact FFG and be like, you guys got that wrong scoring wrong? Because then that guy Cliff would have been fifth place instead of Nathan. Yeah, but that, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have changed the top four. But either way, it was it was kind of fucked that they 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 fucked that scoring up. So they missed it. Yeah, they, I guess they missed it. it but happens. whatever, it, it happens. I mean, they must have just thought it was another number. So instead of getting sixth place, which I would have gotten, I got sixteen. <laughs> Oops! Wow. wow, two tournament points with that many, that many? places. Yeah. That's all. It, that's all it took. Yeah, that was the. How close it was near there. Uh, a sort of related, unrelated note. Um, just about Gen Con in general. I feel like this year compared to last year, there were a lot more bigger names, like more prominent people in the Armada community as a whole. Like there was a really big Chicago mm-hmm. presence. Um, right. You know, there were several previous world's winners people that tend to do well yeah i feel like last year three of my four games were baby seals well yeah. i know i'll say i'll say two or four of them were i don't were, think there were I, I, forget, I, I played jeff burling who who won right um and i i wouldn't include dz as a baby seal last year he was he was a seal not a baby seal right right um he yeah, is not a Yes, he has since grown even farther. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know he's going to listen to this later. Um, it was kind of cool to see people grow in the community. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just feel like in general, I don't know if it was what it was, if it was just that they limited it to to the 40 seats and that made people that are more serious be like, oh, fuck, if I'm going to go. I better sign up. Yeah. Or if it was just like a weird coincidence. But... Although they didn't really need to sign up because there were at least nine people that didn't show because JJ was a walk-in. I know at least one other dude was a walk-in. But so yeah, they had yeah. what? 40? They kept it at 40 for some reason. And how many people do we have? 34? 34 official, yeah. So there were only six people that didn't show. And I would say yeah. probably at least 15 people were like – pretty competitive people and I don't know if I'm just realizing it now that I've gotten more into like the competitive scene and I've gone to worlds and I've gone to Gen Con a couple times and like I remember people sure you know um but I just I just feel like this year in particular there was like the competition was high yeah I agree I I think it had more to do with the other stuff that was going on at the same time maybe because I think a lot of the like baby seals we normally see at big tournaments like that are guys that are that, that came to Gen Con or Worlds for X Wing or Destiny or Legion, and because of the way Gen Con was, yeah. and there's a lot of things scheduled on top of each other. So, 
so much Jack going on. Was a different day. It was Saturday this year. Yeah. Whereas I think last year was it? It was it Thursday. Was it Thursday. Yeah. yeah, the first day of Gen Con. It was like Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Thursday. So it could have been that too. So I like think that your, was the main thing. Your thing too is X-Wing stuff was going on at the same time as us. So. Yeah, so if, if you're going to pick one, Saturday is a big day. Exactly. Yeah, it, it could be that too. So I think the people that signed up for Armada were, were, were there for Armada. Yeah, I, just, I just feel like the competition was a little more intense. This I week. do too, because I thought after I lost a game or so, I was going to play somebody easy, and I never did. Everybody I played was good. Yeah. It was great. I was remember, I think we came back from lunch, and JJ came up to me. He's like, you know, it was actually really good. I got that seven off of you because everybody ahead of me, I knew, and I didn't want to play. Yeah. And the guys at tables below me, I knew, and I didn't want to play. Yeah. He got, he got paired up against, like, some baby seal that he just smashed his second round, which – and last year was my first Gen Con, and it was yours too, right, Dane? Uh, last year, yeah. Yeah. So I know this is your third, right, Bill? Yeah. Yeah, and this Matt, is my third. Matt's first. So I don't, first. I don't know how it was your first year, but last year I feel like it was it was a little bit less. <laughs> yeah, the, the first year there was – yeah, no, you're right. I, I definitely think there, the competition was much uh, more stiff this year. At least from my perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I clearly got a baby seal in the first round. Um, yeah. And then everything after that was I didn't tell you a single seal. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. So. I kind of, I personally, I prefer it that way, though. No, like, I, 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 I'm not complaining by any means. Yeah, I, I like it more this it's way. It's more of just I, an analysis. And um, yeah. it, it's a thought I had earlier, too. Like, um, it's it's one thing to be good in your local community, and I was thinking about this when you were talking about your first round matchup, like your the guy who just played with his buddies. Yeah. Um, and even even here in Metro Detroit, like we have a really big Armada community, and it's one thing to be good here, but to play people from all over the world, you know, if you go to Worlds or even just wherever for Gen Con, you just you see shit that you just you just don't see. At your yeah, yeah. Game shop. Like it's it's yeah. crazy the yeah. variety of stuff and it's you, you don't realize how much there is to think about in Armada until you see it. Yeah. That's another thing that was really cool about the tournament this year. I think it is more just in the state of Armada right now, is there was a huge variety in lists. Oh and, yeah, the variety was great. And, and right now I think there it's a situation where like one of the problems with like a lot of you know lists is like you're you can't be good against everything and your counter is out there somewhere let's let's there wasn't a single reichen aces that showed up to gen con yeah yeah that's awesome and i yeah. guess it was like i read this in the forums i think it was like nine out of the top 10 finishers had different admirals yeah i saw something about that too I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was, it was nine out of the top ten that were different admirals, which is and awesome. that's that's even even if it's half that though, it's still way better than it was before. For Armada, that's like a a huge milestone because I mean, wasn't it like two worlds ago where the top four were all Riken? This year, this year and last year, yeah. <laughs> so. 
All right, cool. So yeah, guys, that was a uh, Gen Con. Yeah. Good time. Um, met some good dudes there. That's yeah. all I got to say about it. If you've never been to Gen Con, you should definitely check it out. It's a great time. Dane put it bed. We were talking one of the days when we were leaving. He was like, having never been to Gen Con before, like I would never have like made this driver like float out here. But now that I've been to Gen Con, you want to go next year? I am going next year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's no, like once you go, you're never not gonna try to go again. Yeah. Right. Like I'm just going from now on now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just in a permanent state of going to Gen Con now. Yeah. yeah. Right. Especially just all the other things, and we'll get to it later in the episode. This all the other things you get to play because it's yeah. junk is just gaming. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a game gas. Like you're nerd gasping all over the place, yeah. and yeah. it doesn't even matter what you play. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that was it. That was uh, what? Jeez, uh, I feel like we've been talking a long time. We have. That was. That was fuck? how my rim taste. How my rim taste. Yep, that was how my rim taste. <laughs> So um, I don't. We're we're chopping this one up. So I don't know what next fucking segment we're going to. Uh, we'll talk to you in the next segment. Bye. Would you join me for a little refreshment? Ooh. Everyone's invited, of course. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt Forty Five than without it. But why take chances? Hi, welcome back to the Outer Rim Job. Here we are at uh, Lando's Lounge, and we have Josiah Burkhardsmeyer back, JJ's Juggernaut on the forums, if you can uh, stomach going to those places. And we are going to talk about Gen Con, and um, JJ won it. JJ won Gen Con because of us, mainly me, <laughs> some to do with the other guys here, but mainly me. Is because he won Gen Con because he won he brought a squadronless fleet. Yeah, which yeah. is the last episode and the only other episode he was on. Right. So, so it'll be really easy to track. Yes. <laughs> it won't be hard to figure it out. So uh, hey, welcome back, jo Josiah. How you doing, bud? Thank you. Thank you. Doing good. Yeah. Keeping busy. Yeah. Yeah. Working that uh, being a magnate for that table topper and enterprise you got going on there. Yeah, game toppers. Yeah. Check them out. Yeah, go ahead. And give give your dad a plug. Yeah, I mean okay. it's uh it's legit. There's our it could because I assume it could work for our, like Armada size games. Yeah? I'm sure one of our thirty listeners might buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, you. that is not even true. We, <laughs> we have hundreds uh, more than that. <laughs> the Aussies love us. Apparently, yeah, they're like our second highest country besides hey, the U.S. But, well, uh, good news is, is we're working on Australian distribution. So, there you, you know. So that, should, that should boost our numbers and yours. <laughs> <laughs> now, go ahead and give a plug. I, I assume there are modest-sized game tables, too? Yeah, we have a, a number of different table uh, game topper sizes. So we have some, like, 3x3 three three, uh, square, and then we also have a 3x6 uh, inside playing surface because uh, the tables have a recessed playing vault. They're aluminum rail system, and the tables come in two halves so that they're easy to transport, and they sit atop an existing table. So they, a lot of people can even have them on folding tables, or people you put them on their, their dining room table, and they're able to remove them off their table so they still have it for regular use. Uh, so we have that 3x6, and we also have a 4x6. Nice. So like you can hide your nerd life. like You bring it out, set it up, do your nerd things, and then hide it away. 
and act like a normal person again. It just just fit under your bed. It just fits under your bed. Yeah. It actually does fit under your bed. Yeah. GameTopper.com. <laughs> Which the four by six, I believe, is like the Legion version of Epic Play, right? Yeah, it would fit that. Also, like uh, a lot of other traditional minis games have a, a four by six playing service. You know, a Song of Fire and Ice is a four by four. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, which is pretty amazing. Have you played that yet? Yeah, I got a copy at uh, Gen Con. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. It was, it was uh, quite a bit of fun, actually. Played one game of it so far. Oh, it's great. We're balls deep into it here. Yeah, we, we all picked it up. Yeah. yeah. I kickstarted it. I'm the only one that kickstarted So I got all the, the extras and shit. Dude, when you get the mountain that rides, that fucking unit is sick when you put them in with like some Lannister uh, Casterly Rock Knights. It's it's a fucking it's awesome. Okay, well I haven't even I haven't checked out the Kickstarter. I've just checked uh, Simon's website, and so I saw some of the additional units, but I didn't see any like extra cavalry. So that makes me super jealous. Oh man, it was yeah, it was Kickstarter. Stuff it was like a year ago at this point. Yeah, it was last year Gen Con. I I like blew my paycheck on the. The Zombicide one, and then right after they finished Zombicide, they did the Song of Ice and Fire Kickstarter. Yeah, and I was like sad because I had no money left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to dig deep into some some context because we actually had uh, Simon had their entire booth space at Gen Con had all, all game toppers on it. Uh, so they oh, had yeah. we had 24 different publishers at Gen Con that had toppers in their their booths. Nice. Wow. Awesome. Fucking look at you guys. Wow. That's baller, dude. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> Asking you know? for yeah. no? Okay. No, actually, we, we are expanding. I'm recently at a recent addition to the team. Previously, it was just my dad. He's basically doing three-person job by himself for the last year. So he needed some help. Maybe we can get like a collaboration going by a game topper, get a free ORJ alt art card. <laughs> I mean, that sounds comparable. Like, that's easily, that's a one to one right there. So, that's not a lot of game toppers. <laughs> Absolutely. But hey, you should see what our buddy Jeff's working on. <laughs> yeah, we got some proofs of uh, the alt art thing we're going to be sending out. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty good. I think people will be happy with that. So, you it's, know, I, I obviously get a, a free one myself for being such a, you know, awesome well, you person. Two, who, out two podcasts so far. Yeah, you get one for each podcast. So, we'll send you two. We'll even wow. sign them for you. Ooh. Yeah, I'll sign it. Yeah, yeah I'll go. sign it. <laughs> It'll probably be worth more if you sign it, but we'll <laughs> just, just to do it. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we should probably talk about Gen Con. And Probably, but one last thing. Speaking of of signed yeah. items, this was yeah. really cool. Uh, my dad ended up going to Origins and met Timothy Zahn and was telling him about that I designed Thrawn for Armada, and he actually got a signed, personalized note to me uh, from Timothy Zahn because I designed Thrawn. Did you get his phone number? <laughs> I get them digits next time. That's awesome, though, man. <laughs> that's that's pretty that cool. Is, that's probably that's pretty awesome. That's actually yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like that's like that's like nerd Nirvana right there. Yeah. yeah, you you went to the next level. You've transcended. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so is it in the? Uh, ne never mind. I'm not gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Let's go right on to. As, as I think what you were trying to say, Will, is. Uh, once one of those ORJ alt art cards, his collection would be complete. I feel like I need like a soundboard to play. 
you know, we've tried Star Wars it. I'm kind of just giving up on it. We do it every other podcast. Yeah, the soundboard's <laughs> fun. Like we get it, we get personal amusement on it like halfway through and then it starts like drowning us out and becomes a problem. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, hey, all right, back to Gen Con. So give us the list that you brought, why you brought it, and the people you ran into and how you got ended up winning the whole thing. So I took a Rebel Fleet that was a Radis fleet with no squads. So first off, I had a, an MC-75 Ordnance Cruiser with Strategic Advisor for Extra Activation uh, Control, uh, Ordnance Experts, Assault Proton Torpedoes, and External Racks for damage, uh, Electronic Countermeasures for Survivability, and Profundity to mess with my opponents. And then I had an MC-30 Torpedo Frigate with Ordnance Experts, Assault Proton Torpedoes, H9 Turbo Lasers, and Admonition. Pretty standard loadout. A CR-90 Corvette A with Admiral Radis, Hondo Onaka, and Turbo Laser Reroute Circuits. A Hammerhead Torpedo Corvette with Ordnance Experts and External Racks. And then two GR-75 Medium Transports. One with ComsNet, the other with Slicer Tools and Quantum Storm. Uh, total comes in at 386. And my objectives were Station Assault, Contested Outpost, and Dangerous Territory. So with that bid, were you aggressively looking to go first, I assume? Yeah, I was. I wasn't very confident in my objectives. Uh, so I bid a little more than I have done for a while. Especially without squads, you tend to have a little less flexibility. Uh, and the objectives just, I wasn't super confident in them. Okay, so you're definitely trying to go first. How many times were you outbid at Gen Con? Twice. Okay, so a 14-point bid was not nearly aggressive enough then. Uh, yeah, I think I came across a like a 20-something point bid, and then there was a like one that beat me by like two or three points. Okay, okay. All right, so... Uh, who was your like first opponent? Go th go through your opponents and like how how you worked your way through it. I have one question real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was your Hello. was your motivation to win just to spite us for consistently putting you low on the Game of Thrones tracks? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, as as I had told Bill the day previously, I said, you know, let's uh, let's let's meet and uh, I will beat you. Uh, sadly, didn't quite work out. We dodged each other. <laughs> I tried very hard to meet Josiah at one of the tables because I was going to smoke his ass, but yeah. we couldn't meet. It never, it never happened. The fates did not align. The gods do not will it sometimes. Yeah, some other, so, some other event. The reason I I brought the fleet was twofold. First off, uh, I made the fleet like in the crazy cram packing for Gen Con that we had to do since we brought a truckload full of table toppers, our game toppers down. And so there, I didn't have a lot of time. So I was basically hadn't played any games since Worlds other than like 800 point Vassal games and uh, like the draft tournament that I have been running on Vassal. So I was like, all right, let me do something I'm at least semi-comfortable with since this is a larger tournament. So I took my Worlds fleet and then didn't want all the squads because I wasn't quite enjoying liking how much they how how they were playing at Worlds. And also since we had talked on the last podcast about going squadless, uh, I was kind of like, sure, why not? So I ripped out all the squads, threw in my favorite ship, Admonition, 
and put some extra upgrades. Like I upgraded my Corvette for to an A and put TRCs on it. And then I got the the slicer tools uh, on one of the Gazantes and a few extra miscellaneous upgrades. And B. Slicers feel a little necessary when you go squadless. Yeah. Yeah, slicers make a big difference when you have no squads. Yeah, they they were one of the MVPs of the tournament for sure. Nice. So who'd you face in the first round? Oh, now the pressure is on. Now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> should have thought about you. You do think that knowing I was going to be on this podcast ahead of time, I would have thought all of this. So it's not a big deal. <laughs> but if there's a long pregnant pause, we can definitely edit that out, right? <laughs> right. Uh, if it makes you feel better, we already talked about it before you got on here. Yeah, we already know you smoked Matt in the first round. Well, it's kind of smoked. That is, I did. Play, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had forgotten about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, man, it must be it must be nice and cold up in that ivory tower you sit upon, <laughs> staring down at the rest of us. Um, yeah, you know, as you do. like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, all right. Round two. Uh, round two. I, I can, I can, I can look down upon you, Game of Thrones backstabbing, non-backstabbing people, because we didn't get that far in the game as, as much as I want. <laughs> right, question two: Having played fifty percent of the podcast, how do you feel about us letting you win all the time because we adore you so much? <laughs> you know, I, bring it on. <laughs> Uh, I'll fucking. You're gonna get both barrels when we play. Bucket. I just. I I've, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to play you. <laughs> no, what we're gonna end up doing is we're gonna play on fucking Vassal or something. You know, <laughs> Vassal. My home I turf. Like, yeah, I, I have like no spatial awareness in Vassal. I just like. I just keep keep clicking on my iPad. It takes me three hours to play a game. It's like I, full I don't even have a fucking mode. mouse. Like I'm just using the the pad. Takes me forever to do anything on that thing. Yeah, I will say, on my in my own opinion, I play better on Vassal than I do in real life. Oh fuck you! I got to beat you there now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll practice with Vassal or something. I don't know. Anyway, so who would you play in your second game? Yeah, so can you remember that? King. So I suppose. Yeah, you said you already <laughs> talked about the first game, so you don't even need to yeah. go over that. Unless there's anything uh, you want to throw in. <laughs> Nah. Matt's fishing for a <laughs> Nothing <laughs> remarkable. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to remember what happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's late. Uh, I, got, I got some aloe, Matt. <laughs> I can run upstairs real quick. <laughs> that burn. Um, All right, second game. Who'd you play? My wife's a nurse. <laughs> uh, second game... Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> you knew you were fucking. We were doing this today. Like yes. you did nothing to prepare. I yeah, I have been very very busy. It wasn't Dane, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was not. Dane was on the table behind me. me. I remember that. <laughs> I remember round four, and I remember the cut games, but rounds two and three are kind of a blur. Ah, fuck it. Just skip that. Who cares? <laughs> Go to the ones you give me. Give me a couple minutes to like think for a second. I might be able to nail it down. Nah, we don't have that time. Go ahead and just <laughs> fucking go to the fourth game. All right. Well, let me at least try to remember the score. So, so okay. I'm. It's coming back to me now. I'm remembering scores. So yes, round one was a, a seven. 
because there was a scoring error. I'm going to totally throw Ian under the bus, even though we all love Ian, our friendly judge. Uh, he, he had to reverse a ruling he gave mid-game where he's like, if you have a most wanted flotilla that is counted as your table because you lose your other ships, you do not get the double points for the most wanted flotilla unless it was actually destroyed in the match. Right, okay. Which makes sense, uh, to be fair. But anyway, we had him come mid-game, and then he swapped it over. Not that it really would have changed how I played. So it just ended up knocking me down to a, a 7. And then the second round, I ended up finding a relatively new player, uh, as in he hadn't seen an MC30 played before. Jesus. Wow. Uh, though he he knew enough to like get all the upgrade cards. Like It's not like he understood the game fairly well. He just hadn't been played. Uh, was he all that from much. Oregon? I do not remember where he was from. Uh, uh, but that was possibly another imperialist. I just remember it was one of like the guys I played friends or something that played him. It was a it was another imperial like two ship or three ship fleet. It was three ship fleet. Because okay. I played Gazant because uh, Matt, you had a demo, right? Yep, ISD yeah. demo with Gazanti. Yeah. So he had he ISD had Quasar Gazanti. Uh, I ended up tabling him, and so that was a, a 10. Okay. And then round three, I played another Imperial Fleet that was ISD demo Gazanti, maybe Gazanti, I think. Uh, I think that was the match. And I forget the exact score, but after that game, I was pushed up into second. So I was second overall, so I was at the top table. And I played against uh, Justin Rasmussen, who is Rasproteus on the forums. And he had a, another squadronless fleet. He was running two Architons, uh, a Simoon, a Demo, and a Gazanti with Vader. And he had the Slave Turret, Intel Officer, Architons, and then, you know, kind of a traditional ISD, Intensify Firepower, Gunner Team, etc. Yeah. And then the Gazanti was Comsonant. And demo was stripped down. It was just uh, APT and demo. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and I was first player that time. I chose his contested at post uh, because it was kind of, I decided to go all in on that game. And I just barely squeaked out a win. It turned out to just be a brutal slog fest. I had Admo being really cold with Dice Wisely over the tournament, and he whiffed a couple key potential kills that usually makes, uh, but ended up going the, going the way where you miss occasionally. So I ended up losing a couple extra ships. So it was a 6-5 for me, which was just barely enough to put me in the, the cut. I think it was... Well, I guess it put me in second still. Uh, and then Justin ended up being third in the top four cut. So because we were... Second and third, we ended up playing each other again to start off the next day. Oh wow, that's interesting. So, like, how did you change things up? Like, so you obviously both knew exactly what you had going into it. Did you choose to go first again? Like, how did you change up what you were going to do? Yeah, kind of so, unique playing the same person so close together in an, in into a cut like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a big difference, and I decided to go with his Solar Corona instead of Contested Outpost because it put a little less pressure on me to kind of engage fully, and I wasn't certain based on the previous day if I would be able to come out of on top of a just a straight up fight. So I played it a little more conservatively, and after I deployed, he 
kind of had his Arctans and ISD on one side of the board and Demo on the other. He tried to face it off against my Radis Corvette. And so turn two, I just dropped my my Radis uh, MC-75 and the Hammerhead right all on Demo and dogpiled Demo and then was able to just basically stay away from the rest of his ships. So he made the mistake of splitting his forces, which a lot of people do against Radis because, I mean... Radis, especially in these cut games, you can just jump somebody and then call it good because you don't need a win by more than a point. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, wow. Like, when you think about it more, like, Radis is huge in these cut games like this. Because yeah, it affects a large portion of your fleet as well. It gave me a lot of flexibility. And... It, to be honest, that game was closer than it appeared like. He, he got a turn six shot with a Simon where he was shooting at my full health Radis Corvette, and he almost rolled. He was one damage away from killing it with a, just a long range, like insane roll. <laughs> so that game, like, he's like, basically, he needs four doubles or three doubles in an accuracy with Vader rerolls. And he rolls double, double hit accuracy, his first roll. <laughs> And then he vadered and didn't get the, the second double. So that was that was like a little tense at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you start shitting your pants a little bit when you see that <laughs> Cool. All right, so you beat him and then you went to the top game and you played Dong, yeah? Yes. And I Dong is from Minneapolis, so I've played him a couple of times. He's come down to or up over ish to Fargo and played in a couple of like the regionals there. So we've played it a couple of times before. <laughs> Very good, Brad. Thank you. Your little bear. And Dong so is anyway, kind of so you played Dong before. Hey, when was the last time you played Dong before this? It was actually a while ago. We haven't met in probably a good year and a half, two years, maybe. I think okay. the last time I played it may have been when I was running three squadronless uh, salt frigate A's with cluster bombs. <laughs> I think that was the last time we played. He had he had Riken bases. Okay. Uh, but he's done a lot of squad heavy fleets. I know he had, he's done the ISD, you know, like demo combo for for quite a while before the flotillas even, where he was doing two activations. And then he's he's played around with that a lot. So he had a a fleet that he's comfortable with. Uh, he had the ISD, the demo, and two Gazantes, and then he had a kind of 70-pointer squad ball. So it was Mahler, Mithil, uh, Dengar, Black Squadron, and three Advance. Okay. So it's just basically there to tie up other squads, but also has Black Dice to throw at ships if they don't have squads. Uh, he had the bid that he bit. I think he was at 382. So... He was able to outbid me and pick first player. So this was really worrisome for me, uh, as the only other game I had played, which I think would have been that round. Oh, I, I remember now. Now after this, I remember my, my round three game. <laughs> it's because I got outbid that game, and he had a my opponent had a price iced, and he was first player. Doing my contested outpost, I Radis turn two and got in front of Price, which he had set at turn two, and I took the ISD down to fairly low, but it was able to run away because I had miscalculated some distances, and we ended up washing the contested outpost. 
but by the sixth turn, I just barely managed down to hunt down his ISD with my TRC Corvette and killed it on the final roll of the game. Oh, nice. So, so that, that one was a, a very close game. Because I wasn't first player, I wasn't able to keep the, the pressure on his fleet, and he almost just escaped. Okay, all right. Uh, so now, now we're back in the in the final game where I was worried about the same thing happening with Dong because he had uh, ISD two that could do a bunch of damage. Oh, sorry, it was a Kuat. He had a Kuat uh, with like ECM strategic advisor. So he had five activations, and then he had you know a, a loaded up demo. So two very heavy hitting ships with him going first was really worrisome to me. Because I wouldn't win a straight up brawl because he would get the the kill on me just based on how things would work out. It'd be very hard for me to avoid just losing like Admo or the MC seventy five if we got into an engagement. He picked my dangerous territory over uh, station assault or contested outpost, which dangerous territory tends to be one that's a little more neutral for first player, assuming everyone gets their tokens. So I was able to set Quantum Storm up in a way that I got one token and was set up to get his two tokens uh, if he didn't get them next turn. Uh, because I had a line with Quantum Storm to get the extra movement, I could overlap two that were in a row. And then that second turn, I dropped Radis, but I dropped outside of his uh, medium range of his ISD and far enough away from Demo that he would only have gotten the one shot. And I put out my hammerhead, so I had a large number of activations and was able to force him to move towards me and also was threatening one of his transports. And since it's a cut game, if I'm able to kill that transport and get away, he knows that that, that can just win me the game if I'm able to, to escape from that. So he elected to go with his transport to get out of the danger zone, which then let me quantum storm two of his dangerous territory tokens. So I had five to one on the dangerous territory. Uh, and I was also that's able really to slice. Fucking, that's really fucking rare to like snatch somebody's dangerous territory like that. Yeah, I was planning for it when I had, had set up, and I was able to to work it because he was playing a little more conservative with the demo on the ISD, and he didn't jump them up far enough to get his tokens turn one. Because I think he was worried that I would be able to Radis in on him turn two. Yeah, he was definitely worried. He was clearly worried about the threat range of Radis. And so at that point, it became a game of me trying to preserve the lead. And he was able to move in with Demo, got a high damage shot, and just one-shot my hammerhead that I had put a little too far out. Uh, so that brought the the parity a little closer, because obviously I lost Quantum Storm, because I literally had to throw it in front of an ISD. And so it got murdered. So the points were fairly close. But I was working on killing his squads because basically i think once i lost the hammerhead i was actually down like five or six points so i needed something else to get the kill but at that point i wasn't really in danger of losing anything else and so i had admonition and my mc75 like the mc75 used the racks and admonition used its its attack as anti-squadron and i ended up whiffing on uh, with admonition to kill a tie advanced which would have put me in the lead. And then I also ended up whiffing a kill on a flotilla with the side of admonition with H9. So I just needed the, the damage and whiffed on that. So at that point, I thought I was just going to lose the game. <laughs> right. I was down by like six points. The odds of me 
chasing anything down was super small as a second player. I had my Corvette moving towards his flotillas, which he had skirting towards his fleet. But at that point, his ISD and demo were both kind of out of the fight in comparison to how I was moving. He ended up going for my second flotilla and was able to get, I think it down to just one hit away from death, but I was able to kill Black Squadron with Flak. I actually had to use Hondo to get a Concentrate Fire token to be able to re-roll the Flak die from my flotilla. Uh, so my flotilla concentrated fire and uh, used the two Black dice to kill Black Squadron. So a Hondo and a Transport won me the game. <laughs> Uh, because I was able to kill Black Squadron and then repair the next two turns to keep the transport from dying. And then it was uh, an 84 to 84 tie. <laughs> and you won because you're second player. Yep. Yep. That's it. That's awesome. So, so we came wandering up uh, probably a little over halfway through your game, three quarters of the way through the game. And I started talking to Ian, the judge, and he was kind of giving me the rundown of what happened. And um, when I looked over at the table, you guys were at the point where you were flacking the shit out of the squads. And there was a point where Don could have ran away with his squads and not let you destroy them. But he kind of kept them there, right? Oh, well, not at that point. Because Black Squadron he had sent in, and it was out of command range, so he couldn't pull it back. And so that's when I, I pounced on it with I moved my ships in that end of that turn. Because he threw Black Squadron out. Then I moved my ships into flak range and was able to flak before he could move Black Squadron out in the squad phase the next turn. So if I had failed to kill Black Squadron with the roll, he would have been gone and game over. So I'm just wondering why he even bothered to send Black Squadron where he did. Because he was trying to kill my flotilla. I don't think he quite realized the, the points where the points were at exactly. I think he thought I had a little bit of a lead because of the dangerous territory. Yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's my point. Because when I walked up, and I was looking it over, and Ian's like, I'm like, I don't think Don realizes the points. Otherwise, his squadrons shouldn't be there anyways. Because I think that's what it was. Like, he, he didn't know that he was winning. And that's a good lesson for a lot of players is that, like, you kind of try to keep a mental tip, especially in some, a game like this where it's like it's just a straight-up win or lose. Keep some sort of mental tabulation in your head of what is going on in the game. It's really hard to keep exact points in your head, though. Like yeah, it's, it is. It's yeah. easy to be like, okay, I've got forty and he's got fifty, but if if you, if it's down to you know a squadron where it's you're what, what like is black squadron? Well, I'll, points? I'll, I'll give you a little little tip nine, nine that points. when your opponent is moving their squads or a ship that they're taking a while to think about, get out your phone. Use the calculator and add it up. <laughs> okay, but is that not cheating? Because aren't you? Yeah, it's supposed, technically not legal. You're not supposed to use like outside resources during a game, aren't you? No, you're not supposed to. I mean, I feel like that's fine. <laughs> okay, I you, if anyone wants to try yeah. to call it, I'm, that, not, sure. I'm not saying how do you feel. I'm <laughs> saying rules-wise, what is it? If if it's not like a printed FFG approved thing, you can't use it during a game, can you? So I'll tell you what you do then. Use the FFG dice app and put <laughs> dice out and set them to specific sides to count up totals. <laughs> there you go. Problem solved. Like an abacus. <laughs> like it's a sort of fucking Greek philosopher. And, and I just I, I can't imagine a situation where that would come to bite you in the ass. Like if, if you're playing someone that used that against you, that I think that's pretty shitty, but the point's still there, I think. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, you're you're actually I don't think technically you're supposed to do that. But 
I would not have a problem. I, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just get better at doing upside down math. Yeah. Do upside yeah. down math. Or, be, or, when, or when you have to walk around the table to maneuver somebody, just take a quick flip <laughs> down at their cards and see what's uh, what's there. Yeah. I keep trying to keep yeah, that running that, tally. That, that'll be right side up math. The real thing to do is get to take a video and send it to somebody else and let them total it up. <laughs> See, if you have an Apple Watch, or can... or you just text the progress of the game to someone else, you know, and you just list out the points destroyed as you're sending someone information. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not affecting the game. You're just texting someone. Yeah. <laughs> just texting my bro, man. That's what I'm doing on this plastic spaceship game. This is my mom. <laughs> she said, I love you. I can't. If I don't say I love you back right now, I'll forget later, and then she'll be upset. <laughs> like, are you really going to do this to me right now? <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> she paid for me to come to jail. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brian, Brian's played out a whole thing here. He's just like, whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, would using the calculator would that actually be cheating? Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know it doesn't. I just I need to know because I'm like obsessive. I think technically it does because you're not supposed to use outside materials to do anything inside the game. Well, you okay. know what else? You know what else is technically un unauthorized material? Washers, little washers that people and use. Guess, guess who uses those? I don't. But other people do. So you know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with that. If anyone cares that much, then they're a little too serious about the game, in my opinion. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you. Yeah, it's fine. I don't like the washers. No, I not because it's cheating. Because I just, I don't like using them. I, I feel like it's like, cumbersome. Yeah, I don't like. I've it. never done it myself. I, I feel like it actually makes you take longer. Like if you just eyeball it, like whatever, fuck it, dude. If it if it's like two millimeters between your bomber bombing my ship and killing me, like if that's what I need to win the game, I, I feel like I don't deserve to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you need the washer to be that specific. Yeah. I only really use I just, them when I, I'm I, I hate them because I feel like it slows it, it down. But. But I get why people want to use them. I'm not. Anyway, yeah, that's that's my spiel. <laughs> there it is. So it is. So J, uh, JJ, our 2018 uh, Gen Con uh, North American champion. Congratulations. Good job, buddy. Yeah, great job, man. We. <laughs> In a way, this dude. is where you gracious, graciously <laughs> accept. Yes, thank you, guys. I I appreciate the support and the fact that you put me up to it. <laughs> so JJ, as as part of your your North American Championship swag, you get to take a friend to Worlds next year. Who are you taking? <laughs> you just I, won I don't even ball. know how this what stuff works. Next? <laughs> Good Disneyland. Good Disneyland. <laughs> it, was, it was rather fun, funny with uh, with Dong and I playing. We're like, well, no matter which of us wins, FFG is getting the, the best part of this deal. <laughs> For the paid accommodations, because we're both not that yeah, far away. We both fucking live there. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, you know, maybe we should go to Hawaii and then like book a flight back. <laughs> make them, make them travel. You is Armada going to be invite only for Worlds next year? Ooh. Is it? Well, X Wing is and Legion is, so 
Yeah. It seems to be the way things are moving. Uh, well, it only seems to have like one real tournament between now and Worlds, though, too. It isn't X-Wing. Wait, wait, wait. X-Wing is? Yep, X-Wing is going to be invite only to Worlds. Yeah, but how many people, though? I don't know. I think it's it an article. I didn't read it. Are they? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think it's fine so long as it's, like, very broad. You know, it's, like, place top eight at a store championship, and you can go to Worlds. Like, you can enter the drawing or something. <laughs> no, I think they're planning. Have you heard about this, Josiah? Hmm? If he had, I don't think he Have you heard that. anything about this? No, I have no idea. I, from what I've been reading, it sounds more like they're trying to make worlds a lot smaller and like invite only. And so I, I think they're trying to focus more on having the big tournaments be at conventions because I don't think they want to host big tournaments anymore. That That's my guess. I like partially agree with, but then part of me is like, that's kind of bullshit because with X-Wing specifically, they had a guy win out of the Philippines, I believe. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like one of the world's champs was from like a asian island and the way they're they're doing the new qualifiers is is basically just north america and europe so like you had a guy win the world championship from somewhere that from now on he will never be able to qualify unless he travels halfway around the world well that's pretty fucked yeah yeah. Well, well, Legion is starting out like that. Legion is starting out where there's like what only eight people are invited the to the world or something, and you have to go to fucking Adepticon in Chicago. So like, that's a big fuck you to like anybody in Europe or just anywhere else not in the United States. Yeah. Well, you, you can also win at Gen Con too, right? For the Legion one. Yeah, that was no. That was a that was just a, that was a qualifier to go to Adepticon. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I think that that whole plan is going to kind of blow up in their face. But <laughs> FFG, since we know you listen to our podcast, clearly, <laughs> maybe you should take this under consideration. People, I don't know. people are not happy. <laughs> yes. I don't know why they kept it at forty for Armada either. There was a lot of table space at Gen Con. Yeah, there was a lot of empty tables. At there was more Armada than there was Legion over both days. Although maybe that first round of X Wing, they were using a lot of tables, but. That was over by the time we started. Well, X-Wing was only one flight, I believe. Yeah, that that, that was their day, too. Like, like they they, kinda, they last year at Gen Con, they had like three days of X-Wing, and then this year they only had one flight where you could make it to day two, but still it was you had to play the one day. Well, this was their wow. last hurrah of like bullshit X-Wing, right? Well, yeah. Because X-Wing 2.0 is supposed to be fixed, right? So Supposedly, and that's when it's going to be all invite-only. Yeah. I will say, though, that uh, for being, you know, only about, what, like 35, 36 people for Armada, it was still great to see a lot of faces, you know, seen before at Worlds, previous, previous what, Worlds or this last Worlds. It was we talked about that before you joined. Like, I feel like this year compared to last year, there was there were more big names. It was more competitive. Yeah, there was a lot of strong, strong competition. Yeah. Like, everyone in the top, like, almost 12, I know or have yeah. met. Yeah. Which I, I do think is a good thing. Um, I feel like that's not a... F I feel like if they wouldn't have capped it at 40, we would have seen a possibly a broader range of skill set and names. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think having a lot of top-tier players there is a bad thing. Does that make sense? You know, you know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah. 
like even though they capped it at a low number, I feel like that's that doesn't predetermine who signs up by any means. Like it just ha- it's unrelated. It just happened to be people that were there were more serious players yeah. signed up for it, and because it was a lower number, it seemed like most of the people were more serious. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even signed up. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> Well, I didn't know I was going to Gen Con until like two weeks before Gen Con. So I managed to to get in there when there were some no-shows. Well, I mean, we should make a movie out of that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a ticket and you won the whole fucking thing. <laughs> you can do it too. <laughs> yeah, Sandra right. Bullock would totally star in that. <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll be your mom. It'll be Wait, great. okay. No, well, you know, you just you just had to ruin it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, what do you mean ruin it? What's wrong with Sandra Bullock? <laughs> How dare you? She loves doing these, dare I say, rags to riches. Even though that's, <laughs> that's not equitable, but I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you know, like you didn't have the ticket and then you got in magically. It's like, it's like, a, it's like the eighth Harry Potter book. All right, so that was Lando's Lounge. Thanks for... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for the interview, JJ. Hey, but JJ's going to hang out. We're going to go into uh, the glory hole here. We're going to talk about the Super Star Destroyer because it's the first new bit of news we've had in Armada for quite some time in this next uh, segment. So uh, we'll see you in the next thing. The Emperor's made a critical error, and the time for our attack has come. I'm gonna blow my load at the glory hole Blow my load at the glory hole Blow my load at the glory hole Hi, right, welcome into the glory hole and uh, we, we dragged Josiah along into this uh, next segment and here we finally have some new Armada news. The Super Star Destroyer that everybody knew was coming <laughs> is finally here. What do, you, what do you mean, everybody? Nobody told me. <laughs> Nobody told you. No, you're, the one, you're the one guy that didn't know didn't it was on the horizon. Out until the drive down to Gen Con. I was, <laughs> I was driving and everyone's blowing up my Facebook chat. I had to pull over on the shoulder of the freeway. <laughs> like, oh my God, Superstar Destroyer's coming. Oh, Ooh, so who, who thought this was going to be a thing? <laughs> I mean, all of us did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone. Well, except me. I, I got a ticket. Because I was in traffic. So sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm going to start a, All right, a so, Patreon to pay off my traffic ticket. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the Superstar Destroyer, what we do know about it. It's big. Uh, it's big. We're not going to get into any, like, uh, you know, where they look at pictures of stuff and they're trying to discern what the fucking upgrade card so says. Like analyze. Analyze. We're not going to get into that minutia. That's that's too much. Other podcasts, blogs will get into that shit. But we're going to talk about what we do know, what we mm-hmm. think it'll mean for the meta, if it'll change the meta at all, all that stuff. So we'll just start with Matt. Matt, tell us, tell us what we do know concretely about it. All right, so we know that there's going to be four different versions. We do know... Uh, it has basically built or a built-in strategic advisor where you can pass a turn when it would be able to activate it. The yep. other thing we know is when you re- when you reveal a command dial, you also gain the token, and it's also gonna have to de- it's gonna have a unique deployment, kind of like the X-wing huge ships, where like a corner has to be touching an edge of your deployment area, your zone edge. The board edge or deployment zone? It's board, gotta be board, board, edge. Edge. board edge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
which raises some questions about what happens there. And we were talking about this in our other little chat about uh, what happens if you do blockade run. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck would happen well, if you do blockade I mean, run? I don't know. Well, they'll probably come out with rules specific for that. I'm sure know. you could put it up to the three-foot edge. Well, because they've clearly made it so you can play this in competitive play. Yeah. But then they're we're, – we're surmising. They'll probably say if that there, that it looks like there's going to be some sort of campaign mode with this thing, right? At yeah. least has to be touched. Like if it doesn't fit in the deployment zone, an edge has to be touching. Okay. And and then for for the hardware, it sits on it looks like two large bases with a unique cardboard in between for all the different hull zones. Yep. Because it has like six hull zones, right? It's gonna have six yeah. hull zones. Yeah. Up front. It's like eleven peepees long. That's <laughs> how Brian measures things and how many peepees. Uh, that is it's real sad. It's real sad. We know. But hey, eleven? That's a large number. <laughs> it takes eleven Brian peepees to measure this hey, thing. I didn't say five. Who, who, who have you been around? <laughs> so the 11 PP log superstar destroyer. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> um, so we know it's got it's going to have a couple different versions. It's coming with some new admirals. They did uh, they did spoil one card, the command prototype, at a mere 220 points. It's got uh, it's got 22 hull, four command, five squadron, four engineering, double brace, double redirect, double contain. Two blue and a squadron. So this is the this is the best part. Out of the front hull zone, six shields, four red, four blue. The front side zones are three red, one blue, one black, three shields. The rear hull zones, two red, one blue, one black, three shields. And the rear hull zone is one of each die and two shields. It can go up to speed two and has no native clicks. All right. Okay. So. So this seems like the bare bones points you can bring into bringing in a super starter story into 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 a competitive game because the the other one they showed like it had thirty three hall right yeah you can kind of so there's no that way that's one that, that one's hard, not more points yeah. than this one yeah yeah so this is the bare bones what you can bring into a game at two hundred twenty points Josiah thoughts sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think it's going to do for the game, though? Like, what? <laughs> I it's going to get real interesting, is what I think, because it's it's going to be you're going to have to be a, you're going to have to have a plan for it, because if you don't have a fleet that can potentially deal with the Super Star Destroyer, you could just run up against that matchup. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. It's like it's going to be like if you're playing with the Super Star Destroyer, you either either it dies and you lose, or it doesn't and you win. Oh, yeah, the other thing we didn't mention, it can make three attacks per turn. So, and yeah. I think that's that's just a way to make up for the fact that it's so many points. You would only you wouldn't get enough attacks to be able to do any offensive with it. It's like if it was just able to survive, then that's not very fun. <laughs> no. Right. It's, exactly. it's not gonna get anywhere. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like firepower goes, it really isn't that far ahead of a regular ISD. But it's obviously quite a bit tougher, and you've got the additional hull zones. Just everything else. Yeah, I mean, so as it, you know, it's gonna be harder. You know, if you get out of the side or out of the front arc, you still, you know, those front sides are still pretty nasty. So it's still hard to avoid. We, we need I mean, like a we need one of those TV ads where it can be like, "Are you worried about your admiral dying? 
Is an ISD too small for the man you want to be? <laughs> Introducing. Uh, uh, yeah, the thing. I don't know. <laughs> to me, I just like I'm I, I I'm excited for it to come out, but like tempered excitement. Like I don't I don't know how great this thing is going to be. But then again, we still haven't seen half of what they're coming out with it. Well, and stuff like that. I think it's the same thing that we kind of learned with you know, Radis and Profundity, like we all speculated on it, but the whole point was none of us had played it, none of us had seen it played, so you can't, sure. you can't really make a statement. Like it's yeah. it's all just conjecture. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is definitely a conjecture statement. Because just... like I thought Radis was going to be like not that good. Yeah, I did too, and I was wrong. Yeah, I was absolutely wrong. Nobody to be fair, though, there was like one other Radis player at Gen Con. Radis was not very popular at Gen Con. No, he wasn't. Not really. If I should have been more like, yeah. I mean, if I was gonna run Rebel, I would have absolutely ran Radis because that's what I've been doing around here. When I do Rebels, it's Radis, and I mean, he's awesome. Like, I was on the Radis train early. I've I've always thought he was gonna be good. I was I was down with the Radis. I was down with the sickness. I just I didn't see all the ways he could be utilized. Yeah, so, I didn't either. Until I until like, like hyperspace assault. <laughs> until I got face fucked. Mm -hmm. Until I got a Radis face fucking. So the, the, the first thing I did when I got back from Gen Con, I went to a restaurant. I got like five shrimp cocktails. Yeah. Because I got smacked around by two Akbars of Radis. I was like, yeah. 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 Who's <laughs> winning now? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Another really interesting point that we didn't really talk about is because it's so long, I assume you're going to maneuver from the rear base, not from the front base. Did they, uh, did they mention that in the article? They did not. They just kind of they gave us the one ship card and kind of generally made some statements, but they didn't get into any really specific details. Because I feel like if, it can't move from the front because like the ass is going to swing. Well, if you do it from the from the middle, there's a lot of things you can't do. Like you can't do one click in and then two clicks out. It'll overlap it. Yeah, so, you wouldn't be able to do a juke move. Yeah, all you could really do is one click. Or, I mean, you're only going to get one click out of the thing anyway. Well, I guess with JJ. You could only turn out. What's that? The only thing you could do is turn out if yeah. it from the middle. Unless you do, like, one click in, first click at speed one, and then one click out at speed two. But I think even two clicks in at speed one and one click out, I think it would still, the tool would be underneath the ship. Well, can the tool be underneath the ship before you move? Because I think it, it doesn't say you can't. I don't know. It just can't be after. Yeah, I just can't land on it, right? So we'll see. We'll see. The, yeah. But I think it would still, if you did one and two, I think it would still overlap. It might. I think either way you slice it, if you try to do a juke, if you're not just doing the sidestep, it's going to overlap. But you would be able to do the sidestep still then. Yeah, because that's just moving sideways. Right. Well, but the, the tool would go under the base, but only before you moved and that that's if you're doing it from the rear yeah I, I, it's got to be from the rear otherwise the ass is going to swing way too much yeah you someone to move the thing someone online said like with jj and a nav command you could make the ass end move farther than a cr90 sb4 right that's why <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty stupid thought too yeah. <laughs> the ass end of one ship long. he's gonna swing far yeah, no, it would definitely like swing really hard. I I would assume it's from the rear too. I don't know how else you would do it, unless they come up with some new clever way to maneuver ships that I'm not thinking of. 
Yeah. I don't know. What do you what do you what do you think, Josiah? I think that it'll be a little different and we'll all have to get used to it because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna change just kind of especially for tournament play, just the possibilities. Is that what you think? <laughs> but I think. Thank you for your input. <laughs> I think that also now that we've gone over all this stuff, that like an article is going to come out tomorrow previewing more. <laughs> yeah, the people at FFG that listen to our podcast are going to be like, they're, they're fucking scooping us. They're scooping us. They're talking about us, guys. They're going to blow it early. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get on it. Come on, Ian. <laughs> he's not actually an FFG employee. I was gonna say, the rest right? of us. He, yeah, he's he's like contracted out for this shit. I think, isn't he? Is he contracted to do these tournaments? I have no idea what his arrangement with FFG is. He has some sort of separate arrangement, though. Like, yeah, because I know he's not an employee yet. So he's like a bounty hunter. He's like a Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, he's much like a Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. he's part he's of the fringe materials. <laughs> Clearly, no. Talk about Palpatine. Yeah, so yeah, they revealed the Emperor mm. Palpatine. He's uh, one of the upgrades. He's going to be a he's a new commander, thirty five points, and his ability after deploying fleets, place one defense token of each type on this card. At the start of each ship phase, you may discard one of those tokens. If you do until the end of your round, if an enemy ship or squadron spent spends a matching token during spend def- defense token step, discard that token. Tarkin is 36, right? <laughs> and Tarkin is still useless. So he's. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's definitely way better than Tarkin. No, Tarkin's 38. Thrawn's 36. Oh, 38. Yeah, Thrawn's 36. So uh, Palpatine is like a super intel officer. Yeah, basically. That's pretty neat. Definitely. <laughs> I, can, I can see a lot of uses for that. <laughs> I can too, but I, I wonder if it's going to become. An issue, I guess, with having to cho- be only be able to choose one of them. I mean, because typically the one you really want to get is the brace, so you're only going to get one round to do that. Sure, but then it's gone. Right, then it's gone. I mean, yeah, it's still very good. It's what the fuck was that? <laughs> Thank you, JJ. <laughs> Holy shit! You okay? You all right, bud? Do it. Do it. <laughs> I guess, Ultimate power. <laughs> my my concern with Palpatine is that you can get the same effect you're looking for with one Intel officer, and then still get another Admiral's ability. Well, uh, Intel officer is not usually used against squads. Palpatine. That's true. That, maybe that's the big the big differentiator. Well, now you get to use. Palpatine is your admiral, and you can use any number of officers instead of using all those intel officers. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, well, let, let's let's just like nail another nail into the coffin of Reich and Aces, <laughs> as we as we say, use Palpatine's brace turn and then Alpha Strike all their squads. That's a good point. Would they have to get rid of both? Would they have braces? to get rid of both braces? The only one. That well, yeah, I mean, twice. If you tag him twice, yeah. But I mean, Jan, like, like you know, just, just nail them. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, scatter, and then you shoot flotillas that turn, and, and like annoying A wings and interceptors. Yeah, as you're moving into engagement, if you got some long range shots, 
do bat round, do the scatters, and then as you get closer, get the rate, get the braces gone. Yeah, or even hit the evades to try and take away their TRCs and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those things where the more shots you have, the better it's going to be. So it's you know it's funny, but it seems like MSU would be really strong for for that type of fleet, either that or like squads planning to to use it to devastate your opponent's squads. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it might also, I mean, the answer might be, you know, we've talked about when you're using SSD, it's going to probably be an SSD and a bunch of fighters or an SSD and one or two others with it. Um, so maybe the answer is to use, you know, use a bunch of fighters with it. But yeah, MSU definitely seems like the better option. With the SSD, I think I'm more excited for like campaign or just larger point games. Definitely. Sure. Or just. Just to put it on my coffee table. Yeah, yeah I mean, or there it be my coffee table. I don't, I don't even need to watch TV anymore. I can just admire it. <laughs> all, their, all their intricate ins and outs and folds. I'll, I'll totally be like that little kid at Christmas. You know how you have the train is set up? And you kind of you you sit down there and you put your eye like right by the tracks as the train comes by. <laughs> I'm going to be putting my eye up like right up against it, like kind of going down the trenches and like on the island. <laughs> I, I, that, that model they had it. You know, all those thousands of extra TIE fighters and or X-Wings you have, you can just start putting them on stands, like gluing them onto it, like flying over it. Ooh. Yeah, totally can do that. You, you have one A-Wing going towards the bridge. Since we plugged, <laughs> plugged Bizak earlier, imagine the SSD all lit up. Jesus I'm sure he'll do that. I'm sure he'll do he, that. He's already got some people that got, like, deposits on it. Yeah. He was telling me, yeah. They're going to buy him a new Jesus. car with that. It's going to be ridiculous. You could nergasm your fucking brains out with that thing. Can you imagine that thing lit up, though? Ah, that'd, be, that'd be something. That'd be cool. You got a pretty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyway. Anything else on there we should cover? Yeah. Matt, is there anything else we know about? No, that, that, that's the only thing we know. We well, know we know, we know, uh, we know Piet's coming with it, but we're not a, sure what he does. Piet Admiral and the Piet Captain, but we don't know what they do. Hopefully, that'll be up in the next article. Should you talk about the defense tokens it has? What it is, is two it? of yeah. each, yeah. Brace, redirect, and contain. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be hard to not to burn those. Like unless you're Sloan or Palp, <laughs> it's gonna be really hard. If I ever fly the SSD in a competitive environment, I'm putting tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, why? Just so you can because, win in spite of him? Because those redirects. No, you're because need those redirects back. You're gonna need the redirect. And the way you set it, the way it. you can set it up, if you're swinging way, if you're hanging way out of the front of your deployment zone with that big ass base, you're gonna get shot at round one. You're also More shooting at them round one too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's either you want to. You want to you want to tank it or do you want to out offensive output? I the, the thing I'm I mean, thinking with the two when you have duplicates of uh, defensive tokens, you don't really need ECM anymore. No, not, really. not as much. So did we see did we see the upgrade bar for this one? I forgot. Yeah, we did. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, I was just gonna. There was no defensive upgrade slot, but there were three officer slots. Yeah, a weapons team, two fleet commands, an offensive retrofit, an ion, and a turbo laser. Can you take Tua? Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's got you? three officer slots. So yeah. what, is, what does Tua say about... Is, is, oh, no, she doesn't. don't have a defensive retrofit. Retrofit. 
you can because like if she's pre-worded to not if this is a new class of shit it, it, it says you have you, you can't be you can't have a defensive retrofit and be a size other than small and medium. okay so it'll still work so it, it would still work although i think the the defensive retrofit to use on that thing is probably yeah, advanced like, projectors. yeah advanced projectors because to be because he's got so many shields, but they're all over the place. Be able to really move them around, I think, would be really helpful. So it says you cannot equip this card to a medium or large ship with a defensive retrofit icon in the upgrade bar. So if this is if this is a new class of ship, and one of the cards has a defensive retrofit, you can also have two of. I imagine that anything like that's going to get FAQ'd. But yeah, I, I, don't be like that glory three months before they get it all typed <laughs> out because you know they type with their index fingers. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. They, My concern, I, I won't, like, are you going to be able to use a strategic advisor on it? Yeah, large ship only. Yeah. But you already have it built in. You can pass. Right. Yeah, probably not because it's built in. Yeah. But you could stack them if you it is allowed. That would be I don't know how much that's going to help you, though. The fucking thing is so big. Like, how much how much activation padding do you need when you're already in their shit in turn one? Yeah, that's a good point. Like there's no reason to like what what are you padding for? Like the, the engagement's starting right away. So make them make the hard decisions. Like if anything, stick the nose of that fucking thing right in right in their face and just be like, all right, this is gonna go first. If not, you go first with whatever you got. I'm still going to have a ton of options because it's the thing's so fucking big. Yeah. Even if you delay, you're just giving them a chance to, like, okay, I'm going to navigate, go up to speed three, and get the hell out of your front arc now. Yeah, and then you're going to get blasted by all the other arcs, and she gets to shoot three fucking times. Like, it's not, it, it's not like, I don't know. I, I feel like some people are thinking, like, if I get out of this thing's front arc, it's going to be fine. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. No. You can easily double arc yourself on the other fucking arcs. I don't, you know, from what I can tell, we'll see when it hits the table, but. Yeah, and it may be different when it hits the table, too. I mean, but. I just don't also know the how fact that, it, uh, that its arc line is flat for the secondary arcs. Yeah. It's like coming straight out perpendicular to the side. Yeah, which I thought was a little strange, but I guess it makes sense. Well, what else? Would, like, they, which, would they like angle it forward like a front arc? Yeah, what else would you do? Because if you like, it didn't angle it one way or the other, it would be well, weird. They could do it like the Raider, where the, there's like a weird. The the only thing they probably did, they probably thought about that, but they realized that there was a sweet spot where you could be triple arced. Yeah. Oh, that might be it. Because like the X-wing Raider has a, this weird double arc thing, where the two arcs overlap, and there's like a. If you fall right in the sweet spot, you know, they're like one's angled back and the other one's angled forward. So if you're right in the side, you can get shot by both. Okay. Okay. And that's bad. I mean, you, right? can, you can still get shot by both if you're square across that line. But, but it's like a yeah. Venn yeah, diagram. Yeah, it's, thing. Like, it's like a Venn yeah. diagram where instead of just being 50 50, it's like, you know, yeah, as opposed to a single point 40, or 40, line 20. where you can be double arced, it's like an entire cone where you're double arced. Yes. I'm tracking. Yeah. All right, so, you know, next episode we'll talk more about it. I assume we're going to get some more info and by some miraculous... Eventually. 
it's some miraculous thing if this thing shows up mid-November, which I'll be shocked. I mean, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Or even better. But shocked. I, yeah. I mean, when's the last time you heard FFG saying something was going to be de- deployed, like, at a certain time and it came out early, like way early? Has that ever happened? No. No. But they're not saying they're not they're saying it's gonna be out in November, I think. No, FFG said the quarter first one. quarter twenty nineteen. Oh, you're right. It says that on the, I'm reading the article right now. Yeah, you're right. November yeah, twenty eighteen is certainly not first quarter twenty nineteen. I bet November fifteenth is the last day for give it to us for Christmas. That's all I hope. I mean, that'd be great. I would love to have it by Christmas. I mean, that's wonderful, right? But be if anything, FFG takes longer. They don't. They never deliver something early. There will be a lucky twenty of us. <laughs> yeah, that will get it. <laughs> you, you selected few. And honestly, if they don't get it out by Christmas, would be great for them because that's an, another way they can easily justify that two hundred dollar price point. I mean, it's and probably it for Christmas. Yeah. To be fair, I feel yeah, like if it's it. not out. By Christmas, it's either February or Afterworlds. Yeah, probably. And push it back like almost a year just to keep it away from Worlds. I mean, if you if you don't go past February, I mean to be fair, didn't they they dropped Wave Seven like right like three weeks before Worlds? So I, I guess I wouldn't put anything past them. But if it were me, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be doing anything after February unless it were After Worlds. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I could I could see that. When is Worlds in May? Yeah. Oh, first, fuck, yeah. Usually first week of May. I'm sure it'll come before Worlds. I mean, I otherwise, then it won't be first quarter. Well, then, actually, I'm not sure about that at all. But otherwise, it wouldn't, it wouldn't <laughs> be just barely in the second quarter. Yeah. yeah, it'd be second quarter. Yeah. All right, so that's what we got. That's the new stuff, guys. Uh, we don't have a ton of info to put out there, but we wanted to talk about it a little bit. I can't wait to see the one guy who's going to play a CC. Uh, the Krillin conflict, and just start off with like one superstar destroyer and something else, and then as soon as he banks some points and gets to go up to five hundred, <laughs> he just adds a second one. Throw the second one in. Yep, do it. <laughs> that and an admiral. <laughs> Great body. Even though body <laughs> technically wouldn't work for it right now, right? One body just makes it like ten points. <laughs> well, I think body. Yeah, body would have to be FAQ to work for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I mean, what, Thrawn what with two two SSDs with Thrawn, I can see that being pretty awesome. Getting four full commands with tokens that could be pretty sweet. Yeah, what I'd love to see with Armada is just another campaign, or even like a a reworking of the Krellian conflict or yeah. something. And I, I feel like it, it could revolve around the SSD. That may that be, be cool. That would be cool. I mean, I, I think that's something the game needs right now. We can always make it and sell it to FFG. Yeah. I think I think something more narrative-driven as opposed to, like, the semi-competitive-driven would be more interesting. Yeah, I mean, we love the Corelli Conflict around here. We've played it multiple times, but it did grow old. And, like, after you've played it a couple times, you see a lot of holes in it. And yeah. it has a way of snowballing. Like, it, it is, mm-hmm. it was not... I don't want to say well-made. It was well-made enough to where it got your attention. You played it. and It was fun. But after a couple times, it starts to get old. Like, we started coming up with all sorts of, like, alternative rules. And we fucked with the game mechanics of it a ton just to try to make it interesting and, like, competitive on some level. You know, and it got interesting. 
It was definitely interesting. Yeah, we got weird with it. Like, <laughs> we were fucking like, we made it so you couldn't scar ships. They just died. And by round three, we had killed like a ton of things. Like, people were reworking their fleets every round. It was, it was getting a little silly. <laughs> Except for my fleet, Constantine the Destroyer. He fucking he kept going. <laughs> oh, that's like, it's like you said the words, the words I waited so long to hear. Constantine the Destroyer. So. <laughs> What we did is we we randomly drew admirals, and we allowed like one, like uh, gimme. So like if you got one admiral out of the three of us that was just complete shit, you got to get rid of it. Well, our first draw was Constantine, Tag, and um, who was the third? Tarkin. One? It was it Tarkin? It was no. It was uh, Sloan. <laughs> so we had Sloan, which was good. So between Tag and Constantine, you dropped Tag. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we drew Tarkin instead. Like, <laughs> so it was just bad luck all around for the Pyrrhus. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take Constantine. And I went full retard with it. I'm like, if I'm going to run Constantine, I'm going to go full Constantine. So I had like, I had, I went double dicks. I had all the speed mechanism shit you can fuck with. But the only way I was able to make it work was I just, I threw a ton of bombers in and I made it. So it was like a, a speed manipulation bomber fucking thing. And by the time I got the 500 points, like I was smashing everybody. Like I couldn't be beat. It was great. <laughs> but it, it, it just like impressed upon me like Constantine doesn't work unless you're playing like a 500 point fleet. Yeah, it's hard to get the, the bases in there that you need to make him work and enough other stuff to like do damage. Yeah, that, that was my damage output. So like my ships became extremely hard to kill, but to get damage output, I had to have a ton of fucking bombers because the ships themselves were really not doing a whole lot. But I'm like, if I'm going to go fuck Constantine, I'm going to go full no. Constantine. Did you have heavy ions at that point? No. Because that definitely ups the damage. Right after we've done the camp, because we had to have Thrawn and Radis in our fleet. Oh, you're right. You're right. So we did have them. Yeah. It was a 4v4. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. But no, I, like I, didn't have, I didn't have heavy ions in it. I, had, yeah. um, I just had all the damage mitigation stuff you can think of in a double dick fleet. And I think I had a. A quasar in there too, or something like that. I only had like, I got it up to five yeah, activations. You were doing that I got the five hundred points. Yeah, that's another thing that'll be interesting with the SSD is just going full tank, like having you know a Brunson Nita to to get an extra long range damage mitigation and just just do everything you can to survive. Yeah, and just say fuck it, like dare him, be like, okay, try to kill me, I guess, you know. And if you get too close, I'm gonna fuck you. To try to stay long range and try to kill me, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what this other one is that's 33 hall. I bet that one's not gonna be tournament legal. Well, they I think they I think they actually said that there's four versions coming out. Two are tournament legal and two are not. Yeah. And when they say two are not, that means to me that there's gonna be some other game mode or maybe another campaign or something. Watch it be Watch priced it. at like three eighty one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, then you can't have an admiral. It's gonna be three eighty, so you have to have. No, no, that's why it's three eighty one. So it's like you know, you just you can't use it because you can't have an use admiral. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's price it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't even take fucking Ozzel with it. <laughs> Clumsy and stupid. Yep. So, all right. I think that was about it. So that was the glory hole. New stuff. And then uh, we'll go on to the next thing, which we're going to have to 
shortened. No, we're gonna we're gonna have to record it some other time. Because yeah, sorry. I'm not. Recording. <laughs> we're not. We're not gonna finish this episode tonight, guys. Yeah, so I'm going to bed. We'll do some magic of editing, and there'll be some time traveling. So we'll just talk about it later. Yeah, just we we played Legion and we played Game of Thrones, and both were fun. I said fire. I just want to say that wrong. <laughs> so, all right, uh, we'll see you in the next thing. All right, bye. Hey guys, this is the part of the podcast we would have current hole, but not my bottom bitch. We ended up not getting that done after we were done with JJ the other night. So we are going to feature it later, but we wanted to get this out to you right now. We are going to talk about everything we did at Gen Con, primarily Legion and Song of Ice and Fire, but we also did some other really cool games. We want to make sure you know about it. Um, That will be coming out in a 7.5 if... You're not into other board games and just Armada, then you feel free to skip it. But if you are, they're pretty awesome. You should listen to us anyways. Um, and as always, we welcome any feedback or if you guys want to hear any uh, ideas about lists or strategies for something for Armada or any of the other games we've been talking about, feel free to email us at orjpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page. That's the Outer Rim job. Until next time, take it easy.